It's Bernie and Sid in the morning on the world famous. Top Radio 77, WABC. Good morning. Happy uh, post Memorial Day weekend, Tuesday morning, four day week. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And uh, today's a big day, Sid. It is a very big day. Today yes. is a huge day. Huge day. In fact, every day is a, a big day that you wake <laughs> up, you're breathing, and you're healthy. That's a, that's a good day. But well, t- what if you're not, though? That's not a good day. <laughs> it's, uh, then it sucks. Right. There's a lot of people that are breathing but not really healthy. No, but I know. A lot, but not, not nearly the majority of people, especially the people on Staten Island. God bless those people. Yeah. Well, we'll get to them in a second. But today, of course, uh, what they call the Mid-Hudson section reopens. Region number eight out of the ten. Yankees. Yes. Yankees, Ghetto Square, uh, New Rochelle, Scarsdale, Bronx, uh, Bronxville. Remember this all started in New Rochelle with that Jewish guy? <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> they was, shut it down. <laughs> that, that, that's one of the uh, reasons why it's a big deal is because, yeah, that, that is, uh, was, uh, talk about a hot spot. Oof. This one dude flew back from Florida, and next thing you know, they had the military. The National Guard is being deployed in New Rochelle. It was, uh, it was a big deal. But, uh this is as well, again, and tomorrow, uh, Long Island starts their phase one reopening, which, by the way, phase one is not much. Folks. It's nothing. It's, it's really, it really is. It's, it's like such a baby step. Well, you know, part of phase one is retail businesses can do curbside stuff. Yeah. We're already doing that with restaurants and bars, even in the city. That's already being done. So you get the construction jobs, the manufacturing jobs. All we care about is phase two and phase three. That's when you start to really come back to life. And yes, nine of the ten regions will be at least in phase one by tomorrow, all but one where we work and live. I know. <laughs> where I live, I should it's say. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, so, yeah, you have uh, uh, Mid-Hudson, today, what they call Mid-Hudson. It's Westchester County. And I guess uh, I would imagine Rockland County as well. Yeah. And uh, Long Island tomorrow. Okay. And so you have these minor things. Though a lot of people are still, a lot of uh, small businesses skirting the rules and reopening. Williamsburg especially. Well, in I, Brooklyn, they've gone nuts. <laughs> well, you're talking about the religious. Uh, no, no, not, not only religious. Some uh, young hipsters in Williamsburg started yeah. opening their businesses as well. I had work done on my car over the weekend. Uh, I don't believe he was supposed to be open. <laughs> plus, plus, I paid him cash. Oh, they don't take any cash these days. No, I, I paid him cash. You did? Yeah. Because I went to that place, uh, Joe the Juice, or whatever the hell it's called, to get a protein shake last week. And I took out a $20 bill, and they said, we don't want cash. I said, well, wait, wait. Now you know America's in trouble when somebody doesn't want cash. Are you kidding me? No, we don't touch that. Only credit cards. Well, when I say cash, I mean, uh, let's say, I don't want to give away too much. Okay. Either way, a lot, a lot of people out there just saying, screw you. We're open. Come and get us. Do whatever you have to do. I think the court's actually open today. And uh, the New York Stock Exchange. Yes, partially, today too. Partially. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have... Uh, People have to wear masks. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're going to open as well. Well, courts partially, too. I mean, we, we've had some instances where the criminal courts were open. Some were even done on Zoom. Joe Takapina and Arthur Idala both telling me that. But, for example, my wife, she's got some cases that will resume today. I'm not sure she's going to go to court physically. In fact, I don't think she is. But I know law practices are gearing up to return as early as today. And another reason why uh, centralized government doesn't really work so well. Let people make decisions at the local level. Uh, I mean, that, that's the best. That's, uh, that's essentially what we're doing uh, with the federal government is allowing the states to make decisions. 
And the states uh, should allow some of their own municipalities to make decisions. And even within the municipalities, as you point out, Staten Island. Staten Island has met all these seven metrics. All seven. All seven. And they want to reopen. And why shouldn't they be allowed to? Well, they're too close to the city. Well, they're, they're, they're an island unto themselves. you got this ultra-expensive bridge to get over if you want to get over there. And who the hell would want to go anyway? Really? All it is, and please, I know Joe Borelli listens every single day. Don't get offended. Uh, but all it is is mobsters, wannabe mobsters, and people in prote- uh, you know, uh, the protection program. Right, That's it. Right. And whatever, That's all you've got in Staten Island. W- whatever <laughs> you might need to get with this phase one uh, reopening that they could be uh, implementing today. I mean, it, it doesn't pay to go. You can get anything you want still here. You can get most things. You, you, for, for the, it's going to be manufacturing. It's uh, some sort of construction, curbside, retail, pickup, as you point out. And none of which would uh, impel people to travel across the stupid Verrazano Bridge. You got a ferry and a bridge. You got no subway. Either way. Uh, well, the ferry's nice. I mean, the weather's gorgeous right now. It's a pretty ride. I've done it to go watch the Staten Island Yankees play I know, baseball. I know, but I mean, it's gorgeous. You're going to go over there to pick up. Well, uh, I would if it was. I mean, listen, whether I go or not, they've met all seven. And uh, if I'm living on Toad Hill or Slosson Road right now, and I'm spending a, and I spent a ton of money in my house, and we met all seven, we should be open today. That's the bottom line. It's, just, it's completely yeah, unfair. And, and if you live in Bayside, Queens, or you live in, uh, I, I, I don't know, you live on 57th Street and uh, 8th Avenue. In what about 104th and West End? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, Governor <laughs> Cuomo, who was, by the way, uh, yesterday he was on the USS Intrepid. He's on the Intrepid, thanking real, the veterans. Real great American, that guy. I wonder if he, if, he, if, if he, did he say he was sorry to any of the veterans who passed away in the nursing homes? Nah, I doubt if, I doubt if he did that. I wish they would have Leon Klinghoffered his ass. <laughs> oh, God, he, burn. While he was uh, <laughs> leaning over, throwing uh, the, the wreath in with his, with oh his ultra-expensive suit and his nice tan. Anyway, this is him telling the Staten Islanders that they can't open. I understand the Staten Island mentality. I love Staten Island, oh, and I have a lot of friends there. No, you don't. No, people uh, hate you there. But <laughs> it's not a place unto itself for this purpose. Oh. If you uh, live on Staten Island, you very well may be working in Manhattan. Uh, you're traveling through the New York City area. Um, I get that sometimes every borough would like to uh, secede and be its own place, but uh, Staten Island just practically is still part of New York City. So what? So, uh, again, the, the problem with centralized government, allow Staten Island to make its own decision. They met the metrics. They're a huge island really unto themselves. Yeah, we can get there, but uh, nobody's going to, there's not going to be a mass migration to, to Staten Island to pick up toilet paper. Well, where the hell is uh, Nicole Maliotakis or Max Rose? Or like I said, Joel Borelli. These are all Staten Island people. Where are they? They should be raising hell today. I, I, I haven't heard any of their voices yet. I hope to hear some of them today. But uh, in any case, uh, speaking of the masks in Staten Island, <laughs> Staten Island this lady goes into a... A supermarket in Staten Island. She's not wearing a mask. And this ensued. Is that what uh, Cuomo meant when he says, I know the mentality of Staten Islanders. Was that an insult? Uh, I think so. But listen, no one's been more adamant than me about not wearing a mask. Ah. 
Almost every day I take a picture in the park not wearing a mask going, I'm sorry, Uncle Andrew. I'm sorry, Uncle Billy. I seem to have forgotten my mask. No one's been more adamant than me about that whole thing. But, but, when I go into a store and or something or whatever it may be, a restaurant to pick up my food, you got to wear the mask. So I'm not going to defend that lady there, even though I'm the king of don't wear a mask. For example, yesterday we took a walk home from the park, me, Danielle, and Gabe, and Gabe was wearing his mask on his chin. It was 71 degrees. It was sunny. So we walked past a uh, pharmacy on about 84th and Amsterdam. It's about seven people online and some, you know, white-haired, Upper West Side lady douchebag actually yelled at my son. Pick the mask up. The mask. Pick the mask up. So the next thing you know, Danielle, she doesn't take that. You know my wife. She is uh, mother-effing this lady up and down and uh, never, never came to blows. <laughs> but it was, you know, Gabe got nervous and... I had to step in between, actually. It got, it got really nasty because this lady wouldn't mind her own business. Yeah. So that lady was wrong on Staten Island. Of if you're going to go inside, wear a mask. But outside, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Let people live the way they want to live. We were 10 feet from that lady, uh, Bernard. We weren't uh, less than social distance yeah. rules. It's become uh, a sort of a, uh, a red-blue statement type of thing. And some of these people on the Upper West Side, these pussy hat wearing uh, people... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they take it as a symbol. You're, you're giving, uh, well, I guess you're taking Trump's, I don't know. I, I really just don't know. But there was a Republican. I was wearing a and, and MAGA I, 2020 hat. <laughs> I told you a million times uh, that, that, yes, inside, I will wear a mask. Right. In, inside. Outside, right. if I'm running or if I'm uh, biking or whatever, which I did on the Long Beach boardwalk what over if, the weekend. What if he just walking? I'm not wearing a mask. What if he just walking? I'm not wearing a mask. There you go. Not, if I'm outdoors. Uh, and it's not, not, you know, it's not shoulder to shoulder, but I will want to play one more clip. This North Carolina, excuse me, North Dakota governor, governor and he is a Republican. He said this. We could just skip this thing that other parts of the nation are going through where they're creating a, uh, a divide, either it's ideological or political or something uh, around mask versus no mask. If someone is wearing a mask, uh, they're not doing it to represent what political party they're in or what candidates they support. They might be doing it because they've got a five-year-old child who's been going through cancer treatments. They, they might have vulnerable adults in their life who are currently out COVID and they're fighting. And so, again, I would just love to see our state, as part of being North Dakota smart, also be North Dakota kind, North Dakota empathetic. Now what do you have to say, Sid? I hate that guy. That's what I say. I hate that guy. You're killing kids with cancer. Who would vote that guy into a leadership role? Are you kidding me? That guy? And And I cry on anything, but come on. He's a North Dakota Republican governor who actually said that. On the Bernie and Sid show, only getting started, folks. Only getting started. Bo Deedle's coming up and uh, 1-800-848-9222. Hey, this is Lisa Lampanelli, the queen of mean, and you're listening to Bernie and Sid on 77 WABC. Although why you're listening, I have no idea. They stink. (laughs) You tell them, Lisa. Lisa will be on my Instagram live show coming up later on tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'll tell you more about that. Something I found over the weekend, did a couple of shows and... We'll do more, and we'll get uh, Lisa Lampanelli on later on tonight. Back here on the Bernie and Sid on the Morning Show. Welcome back. Tuesday morning, post-Memorial Day, as Bernie pointed out. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. It is a Tuesday, so uh, Bo Dito will be here. So um, about two or three times a week, I get off the, the one train in front of Madison Square Garden. It's about 5.15 a.m., and a lot of you fans out there know this. I will do a short video right outside Madison Square Garden, which I'll put as part of my Instagram story and my Facebook story. 
And it'll be what Bernie and I have coming up that day. So, for example, if I did one this morning, I would say, welcome back, Memorial Day, I'll miss you guys the last three days, Bo Deedle coming on, Andrew Cuomo is a jerk-off, blah, blah, blah. So last Friday was our last show, Bernie and I, before we went on this three-day little mini-vacation. And it just so happens that Friday morning, I was yelling and screaming, and I think, Matt, you saw this on my Insta story, big weekend coming up, I'm going to the beach, which I didn't do. Because the weather wasn't very nice. So even though Sully invited me, I never went. But big weekend coming up. I'm going to the beach. I'm going specifically to Coney Island, where my dad Harvey grew up on Surf Avenue. And I'm jumping in the water. And uh, it's up to you, big bad Bill de Blasio, to drag me out of the water because I'm jumping in. It's exactly what I said at 5.15 a.m. on my Instagram and Facebook story on Friday morning. I didn't go to Coney Island. But uh, Curtis Sliwa did. <laughs> and I don't know if Curtis Sliwa saw that video or not, but our man Curtis actually did jump in the water in Coney Island, I think on Saturday. And I guess the cops told him to get out, but they didn't forcibly remove him from the water. No, they barely they barely even uh, hectored him for going in. It took him so long. He, he had to basically call the cops over and say, hey, I'm in the water. Right. Come get me. <laughs> they, was, they were so, so, such idiotic. Uh, this, what a, a lame response it was to him going in. But God bless him. It was great. It was hilarious. It was funny. He, it was, he it was did really it. Yeah, good. Yeah, he did it. I, I, was, I, I never intended to do it despite my video early Friday morning. But uh, our boy Curtis, who's just a wonderful guy and a psycho, he actually did it. And this was a day after, on Friday afternoon, I did see that a 24-year-old kid died, drowned in the Rockaways. That's right, in the Rockaways, which you didn't see widely reported. <laughs> I wonder why. Look, he also, uh, speaking of de Blasio, de Blasio, who did neglected to prepare for Memorial Day weekend, said, I'm not, we don't have the lifeguards, we didn't, we're not ready, we didn't train him, we can't pay him. He had a cutout of uh, de Blasio's head, which he stuck in the <laughs> sand. He's kicking sand on it, then he's walking through the boardwalk with de Blasio's mush on it. Yeah. And it was just it was just really funny. It was, it was well done. It stuck it to, stuck it to the lazy slob. He did a good job there, Curtis. And I can tell you this, when I left on Friday, Bernie, I said... To myself, I said, I'm done this weekend. Because every day I do watch, if not all of it, a, a large part of Andrew Cuomo. I go back and I watch Bill de Blasio's press conference on New York 1 later on that night. I, I haven't watched Trump for quite some time. But every day I catch some of this stuff. I decided on Friday when I left here, I'm done. And when I actually got to a news station this weekend, if I saw Cuomo or de Blasio or even, God bless him, my guy, President Trump, I change the channel. I don't want any part of this for three days. I don't want to know how many people died. How many new cases there were? What governor of North Carolina was pissing off Donald Trump? I just, for three days, all I cared about was Mike Tyson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, the weather on the beach, what I'm going to eat for dinner. It was like I was back living in Boca Raton. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares about anything down there except for what time they're going to play golf, where they're going to eat dinner, and all that type of stuff. And it was nice. I didn't miss it. And I didn't walk into work this morning on a Tuesday morning feeling like, oh, my God, now what? I'm behind because I know this. It's the same thing every day. Yes, two more regions may reopen. But where I live and I work and you and I work together, Bernie, nothing changes. So now we've got to wait till June 13th for uh, President Cuomo to tell us that maybe or maybe not we'll get into phase one here in New York City, which puts us well into July for any restaurants or bars or gyms or the fun stuff. So it's great that all these state, uh, you know, the states are having fun and, and having a great time, but not here and nothing's changing and not anytime soon. So I don't feel like I'm necessarily missing anything. I mean, they may move the... Republican National Convention, I mean, 
Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't like that guy in, in Listen, North Carolina, right? They're so fine. Yeah. God bless. I mean, you, you t- took time away. You had to recharge the batteries. Right. That's, that's what you do. Like, I got to see Joe Biden wear a mask at some Memorial Day, you know, at some cemetery. when He, he couldn't give a rat's ass. Let's be honest. Come on. Joe Biden cares. Are you kidding me? Not at all. Right? You know, he came out in and, and, and a black mask, too. He looked really stupid. Him and the wife. Uh, yeah. Stay in the basement. Who, who needed you? <laughs> who, who needed you? He probably didn't even know where he was. Why am I here? What are we doing? What am I putting this on for? <laughs> no, it was a joke. Uh, look, no, of, co- of course, nothing essentially has changed since uh, three days ago. You know, a few things happened, but uh, nothing earth-shattering. We're still in the same boat we were on Friday morning. Right. That's exactly right. Even, even, even with the Mid-Hudson uh, section opening up. Right. And, well, that's great. And, and, and then uh, Long Island tomorrow. Even with that, I mean, that, those are minimal baby steps. So nothing uh, really, nothing uh, earth-shattering has changed. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. It was a wild sports weekend. I've got all that audio. Bernie's got all the stuff, obviously. What's new, like he talked about, the Hudson Valley reopening, uh, Long Island as well. So we'll be down to the city. That'll be the 10th and final region not to reopen at some point this week. Bo Deedle's going to stop by. i got a great show for you. Stick around. Bernie and Sid, we're back on a Tuesday. A little more. Get the party going on the dance floor. Back like here on the Bernie and Sid Show, everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Welcome back, folks. If you uh, if you are commuting, thank you for listening to the Bernie and Sid Show. Hope you had a great uh, Memorial Day weekend and s- took a moment to honor our fallen heroes. Uh, a phrase that uh, I don't know has become trite, maybe, but uh, it's still true. They're heroes. They passed away. They fought for the liberties that are being taken away from us these days. And uh, speaking of these uh, lockdown lunatics, uh, and which is what they're becoming, fanatics. I mean, it's just become, a, as somebody wrote, uh, Rich Lowry wrote uh, last Friday, this has become a religion for them. we got to stay locked down. Fear-mongering. Fear-mongering is what they're doing. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, all talk as, as the numbers dwindle. I believe there are 11 states... Uh, the latest that I read, 11 states where infections are still on the rise. Now, in absolute numbers, they're, they're minimal, but uh, 11 states, which obviously means 39 states, everything is on the decline. And I mentioned earlier the Mid-Hudson, the Yankees, New Rochelle, Bronxville, Scarsdale, and parts of, uh, you know, Dobbs Ferry, Hastings, Tarrytown. And I would imagine Rockland County as well this is part of the Mid- Mid-Hudson uh, they're going to open up, but phase one, baby steps, baby steps, essentially. New York Stock Exchange, you'll have some traders back uh, on the floor today. And tomorrow, you'll have uh, Long Island and Suffolk County will join the reopening phase one. Again, just baby steps, manufacturing, uh, some, some construction and some uh, retail uh, curbside pickup. I mean, meanwhile, people are going to the grocery store. They're going to the big box stores, all this stuff. It's just, and every day, every hour that passes, businesses die. Livelihoods die. It, it, is, it is a matter of time. And think of this as well. Uh, if, you, if you're a small business and you, and you got, I, I, I actually heard uh, this on WABC Radio on Friday. The owner of uh, a Crunch Gym franchise, actually three of them, out in Long Island, Amityville, Belmore, and another town, which I do not recall, he got uh, some of this PPP money. And it, 
West Babylon. Uh, Brian, uh, Matt Meany, remember, knows exactly what I'm talking about. That PPP money lasts for three months, and he, he, he did what he was supposed to do. He's paying his employees, and let's say he got it towards the end of March. If they don't reopen, and gyms are not scheduled to reopen until probably August, if he doesn't reopen within the three months, uh, that time period, he's got to stop paying his employees. He's been paying rent. And then he's got to lay them off. He doesn't have any money to pay them to continue on. He doesn't have the money. So that uh, loan slash grant turns into, well, it turns into a loan. It was supposed to be a a grant, but it it stays a loan because he will not be able to reopen in time. So so the the local laws are screwing him. It wasn't supposed to last three months, folks. We flattened the curve. We slowed the spread. Uh, The hospitalization crisis, uh, nobody went without a ventilator or a bed. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You've heard it all before. Now, uh, believe this or not, <laughs> and this got no play whatsoever. The very, uh, you know, the darling of the left, Dr. Fauci, actually was warning about the effects of the lockdown versus the effects of the disease itself. Believe this or not, he said this on CNBC, and this is last Friday he said it, and it got, again, it, and, and I haven't been watching all the news, but the, it, I didn't see it get played anywhere. Listen to this. We can't stay locked down for such a considerable period of time that you might do irreparable damage and have unintended consequences, including consequences for health. So how about that? I mean, now he's coming around to that, but but nobody's heeding it. You know, you know, you, none of the people, these these. These lockdown loons, as I'm calling them, uh, nobody is listening. Now they don't want to hear from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, Health did freeze over. An NBC report uh, actually focused on Georgia and their reopening and success story. Listen to this. At Tony's Barber Studio, the chairs are booked, the clippers buzzing. When Tony reopened his doors a month ago, he had plenty of concerns. We were in dire straits and we didn't know, you know, what else to do. Now... I feel good about it. I'm being able to go back and check with our clients, make sure two weeks later that they're doing good. Is it worth it to reopen financially? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's worth it. Um, for, for me and my barbers, we all have families to support. Last month, Georgia was one of the first states to reopen and with the most aggressive approach, allowing barbershops, restaurants, tattoo parlors and more to welcome customers. I told the governor very simply that I disagree with his decision. But he has to do what he thinks is right. One month later, here's what Georgia looks like today. Looking at a three-day average, there is no steady trend up or down. So far, no major spike in cases, as some predicted. It's encouraging that we're not seeing a dramatic increase in hospitalizations. We're not seeing EDs overwhelmed. Well, the producer of that piece uh, got fired. And uh, NBC is actually suing him. No, I'm I'm just kidding. you. But hell has frozen over. You heard a a somewhat positive piece. And by the way, in uh, in Europe, these places that are reopening, Denmark and a lot of these Nordic countries, they've reopened. They've been open for weeks and they're doing fine. Again, no spike in numbers. As, As I mentioned, only 11 states in the United States have actual increases in infections. New York City actually had a couple of days, two out of three, where the death rate, where the number of deaths was below 100, which, again, as the governor pointed out, in a normal, it's relatively good news. I mean, still, every death is horrendous, but uh, we're down compared to the 800 a week that we were having 
Oh, a month and a half ago. Now, the president, he went on a tweet storm over the weekend. He got criticism. He golfed. The president, oh, my God, the president golfed for the first time ever. It's a Memorial Day weekend, so the president golfed, right? Imagine that. Something Obama would not, well, never mind. Here's what Joe Biden said about the president golfing. The presidency is about a lot more than tweeting from your golf cart. Blah, blah, blah. It takes the ultimate responsibility to make the biggest decisions in the world. This is the guy who's been talking from his basement. And he didn't know where the hell he was. It's been just uh, nothing but gibberish. So the president tweeted uh, back, I waited three months. If I waited three years, they do their usual hit pieces anyway. They're sick with hatred and dishonesty. Dishonesty, uh, the media he's talking about, they're truly deranged. They don't mention Sleepy Joe's poor work ethic. And, of course, Obama flying uh, to Hawaii just to golf on a fully loaded 747. As a matter of fact, one time he went by himself. And then the family followed a little bit later. You talk about the carbon footprint. And he mentioned that and also the fact that uh, that one time Obama was teeing off immediately after announcing the gruesome death of a great young man by ISIS. We remember that on uh, Martha's Vineyard. He was, he was visibly irritated was uh, was <laughs> President Obama because he could not golf. I mean, or or, or it delayed his golf time. He did the uh, press conference in a very irked fashion, in a polo shirt. Now, uh, the, the, <laughs> Trump was also retweeting. He retweeted a few things. Now, according to Jake Tapper, retweeting is not an endorsement. Remember that? I do. Yeah, Jake Tapper, when he retweeted something negative about the president, people said, what are you doing? You're supposed to be a journalist. He said, well, no, retweeting is not, it's not an endorsement. So uh, the president retweeted some stuff. Um, one of them was about Stacey Abrams. And it was by some guy who ran for Congress. Anyway, he wrote the self-proclaimed governor of Georgia. He's talking about Stacey Abrams. She fought a tough race, kissed a lot of babies, and visited every buffet restaurant in the state. And then he writes, Joe Joe will be a racist if he doesn't pick her. The president retweeted that. And, of course, I'm going to get to that in a second about why he's going to be a racist. But he also, this guy was uh, retweeting about Nancy Pelosi's polygrip and her dentures and how she drinks alcohol on the job. And he referred to Hillary Rodden Clinton as the skank at one point. And the president retweeted some of that stuff. But as far as Joe being in this position now where he has to pick a, uh, an African-American running mate, is it because what he, what he said to this uh, idiot uh, who labels himself Charlemagne the God? Hey, call me Zeus the deity or Hercules the... Uh, the heroic. I mean, this guy's name is Larry McKelvey. Larry, this is Biden talking to Larry on uh, the Charlemagne show. Take a listen. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Polls can be illusions, though. Like, you know, we, we looked at all the polls in 2016, too. And look what happened. Totally different, man. 2016 is totally different. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. This is where I come from. And you guys are wondering, what are we, what's he doing? Come on, man. Get a life. <laughs> I mean, you talk about get off my lawn, old man. Come on, man. Get a life. Who says get a life? Nobody says get a life since uh, 1979. I don't think, anyway. But it was a complete and total disaster. The whole thing. The guy started it off, uh, this Larry McKelvey, who, by the way, never asked about uh, Biden's sex allegations. Now, you know Why? Why? Because uh, Larry uh, McKelvey, Larry, you know, Charlemagne the God, right? Yeah, yeah, call, yeah. call me Zeus the, uh, the heroic one from now on, all right? That's, that's what we're going to call it. Zeus the heroic one and, and Hercules 
the deity. That's what we're going to call our show from now on. I like it. <laughs> no, which one are you? Larry, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Larry McKelvey, this idiot who uh, they put him on all kinds of shows. And, uh, oh, he's they, making millions of dollars. The probably. hashtag Me Too people, they seem not to have noticed this guy. He was charged with raping a 15-year-old girl. He pled down to, uh, to contributing to the delinquency of a minor. He got her liquored up and then raped her, according to her. And, uh, he got, he, again, he pl- pled guilty. He got t- uh, two years probation. And nobody mentions that, which is why, he, of course, he never brought up uh, the Tara Reid thing to but, Joe Biden. But- which is why uh, you almost have to consider, even though they're ruining this country, you almost have to consider being a Democrat because you can do stuff like that and, and never get arrested, <laughs> never get into trouble, none of that. You're, right? Hey, listen, it's easy to be a Democrat, it, especially for in this city, in, in this town. It is easy to be uh, just a... You know, an ignorant, a pig in the mud. Just, just, uh, just close your eyes to everything, and just pander and just go along with the crowd. It's easy. Ask Howard Stern. It's easy. That's the easy route. That's the easy thing to do. You don't make any enemies. All the popular people like you. That's you make a the, lot of money too. Yeah, you make a lot of money. People yeah. love you, and you're a good guy. So it's better being us. Everybody hates us. We we don't make a lot of money. We do okay. Don't get me wrong, but it's better to be us, right? Because we stand for something. We we actually have. We have intestinal fortitude, and we care. Well, we do care. Yeah. And uh, some of us have intestinal fortitude. Some of us, uh, you know, we blow the w- whichever way the wind blows. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but, I'm back uh, to liking Howard Stern again today. I'm just. But I, I'll I, tell you what, I, I we got a, we got a couple of uh, uh, more Biden clips. We're out of time right now, but that was the uh, gist of it. Uh, if you missed it over the weekend, which you probably you heard it somewhere, you ain't black. Come on, man. Get a life, man. With Larry McKelvey, the uh, alleged rapist, the two alleged rapists, and neither one of them talked rape on the Bernie and Sid show. Seven oh eight on your Tuesday morning. Back here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's a Tuesday. Bo Deedle will be here later on this hour. Hope you had a nice Memorial Day weekend. I did uh, recommend, suggest, compel all of you on my Instagram page, at Sid Rosenberg, Twitter page, at Sid Rosenberg, and Facebook page, Sid Rosenberg, to raise hell this weekend. Go to the beaches, be like uh, Curtis Slewa. Jump in the water in Coney Island and, and to have the cops maybe pull you out, maybe not just raise hell. And I think a lot of you folks uh, did do that. Uh, practice social distancing. Don't wear your masks. That's nonsense. There's no scientific evidence that helps. And it just makes you hot and you can't breathe and it's stupid. Uh, so I think you guys uh, pretty much listened and had a good weekend. Now, we've got lots to do here on the show this morning. Uh, for me, as I uh, told Bernie and you guys earlier, I pretty much stayed away from the corona nonsense all weekend. I'm just, we're inundated with it all week long, Bernie and I. We do about 24 hours a week of this stuff. And nothing really changes here in New York City. You know, I know that uh, Bernie mentioned earlier Hudson Valley reopening uh, Long Island tomorrow. By the way, part of Hudson Valley, Bernie, I got an email from my friend Susan Otto this morning, is uh, up there in Monticello by my dad. Oh, is that Hud- that's inclu- Hudson Valley? Yes. Wasn't yes. That already- I thought that was already open. That was part no. of the uh, mid-Hudson Valley. No, there, that is the, the eighth region opening uh, today. Wow, that incorporates a lot of uh, real estate. This uh, Yes. This, uh, this, uh, I, I, whatever, okay, Lower Hudson Valley, uh, whatever. Yeah, so Mont- Monticello, okay. good, Conianga good, good. Lake. It's about and, uh, time. It's about time. We about have a, damn time. We have a place that we love to go to. It's called the Bethel Cafe, which is right down the, wor- uh, the road, I should say, from the original Woodstock uh, uh, grounds, obviously. 
and uh, Tara's the owner, and uh, Ashley's the waitress, and they're going to be back there sometime this week, hopefully. You know, my dad is at this, talking about that, that valley, that area. He's up there in Liberty, New York, about six miles away from Monticello. You know it, Bernard. I know Liberty. You know it. So they got him in this uh, rehab nursing home, my poor dad. Ironically, uh, Liberty is a great name to have right now. Isn't that right? Yeah. Right. So yesterday they had a Memorial Day barbecue for the, uh, the patients at this rehab, so my dad was allowed to go outside and my mother, Naomi, and my sister, Ray Sherry, were in the woods. I swear to God, I'm not kidding you. They were in the bushes, like 50 feet away from my dad, because they couldn't go visit him. They're not allowed yet. They're like 50 feet away in the bushes, waving to my father, blowing him kisses for like an hour. And that is the first time my dad has seen any of his family members in over a month. That's how sickening this lockdown is, which you folks don't even consider. You're so worried about you're going to kill old people. You're going to kill everybody. Well, old people who can't see their families are slowly dying anyway. They're lonely. That, that's a killer. That killer. A killer. I mean, and plus, I mean, who knows what's happening in these nursing homes? We, we were left here on uh, Friday, and the, 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 late, the breaking news then was that that, that animal who was punching out the, the, the old man in the nursing home. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> who knows what's going on behind closed doors? There's no people. There's no, there's no family there to r- r- ride roughshod over the, some of these workers. And I don't want to slander all the workers. Some of them are very, they're very caring, but a lot of them are not. No, they don't care. They don't care. So, and, and worse, and the, worse than just not caring. No, they actually hurt people if not kill some of these yeah, people. Yeah, they get annoyed. They right. get very mad. They don't want to be there, and they take it out on the patient. So I stayed away from, from it all weekend, and uh, instead I hopped on something called Instagram Live. And if you're on Instagram, you know all about it. And I've been watching on Instagram Live David Spade do shows and Adam Sandler do shows and Matthew McConaughey, LL Cool J. I said, you know what? I'm home about uh, 20 hours a day at this point. And Bernie and I do a great job covering the, the politics, the news, the pandemic. But there's a side out there that uh, I love to talk to. So I can spend 25 minutes literally in my living room where I do these shows from and uh, talk to some great people. So, for example, Mike Tyson, the, uh, the great Iron Mike, who Bernie and I both love. ESPN ran a special on Saturday night, the 10 greatest Mike Tyson knockouts. I watched one of them. You watched it? Okay. Yeah, I watched the Spinks one. Oh, so earlier in the day, Michael Spinks, that lasted 93 seconds. Very yeah. good. So earlier in the day, I saw Teddy Atlas on ESPN talking about Mike Tyson. People don't know the story, but Teddy was Tyson's first trainer from the ages of 12 to 15. And when Tyson turned 16, he made a move on Teddy Atlas's 11-year-old sister-in-law. Who did? Mike Tyson. So Teddy Atlas pulled out his 38 caliber gun and put it in Tyson's mouth and said, I'm going to kill you. It's a very, it's a, it's a well-known story. It's in his book, but not everybody knows it. So I decide, hey, Tyson's on tonight. Teddy was just on ESPN. Let me do a 30-minute live Instagram live show with Teddy Atlas. And sure enough, from my living room on the Upper West Side, Saturday, I did a 30-minute show with Teddy Atlas. I followed that up with a show with Joy Taylor last night. She's actually Colin Coward's sidekick. And I'm doing Lisa Lampanelli tonight and Jim Brewer on Thursday night. 30 minutes, my living room, comfort of my own home, Instagram Live, it's great stuff. So then Tyson has this big special on Saturday night. And the story breaks that Tyson has been offered $20 million, $20 million to come back in some fighting form. Now, there's rumors he might fight uh, Shamrock or Ortiz in an MMA fight. He may fight Evander Holyfield for the third time in an actual real boxing fight. We don't know exactly how he's coming back. Well, this $20 million was offered by an, MMA. an, an outfit called Bare Knuckle Fighting Association. That's MMA, right. 
But right, he's, so, somehow he's maneuvering it into a possible yeah, fight with Holyfield, I too. I see, but the first would be, uh, according to them, is this $20 million would be with a, a bare-knuckle uh, outfit, an MMA, as you point well, out. Well, Tito Ortiz, I think, was the first guy they offered the fight to. And, Either way, if you watch Mike Tyson on his Instagram account, he's, he's in, in sick he's shape. He's in damn good shape. He's and, and by the way, the one thing I did, uh, one of the takeaways, he was at a gym. A uh, full out, full blown gym where there were other people. I'm like, where the hell is this place? I want to go there. He's, it's either Vegas or Arizona. That's where he lives, right? So I don't. Know. <laughs> but he was in a gym. But at 53, he'll be 54 in June. Tyson, his body is sick. Now his face, he looks like Grady on Sanford and Son, like he's 90 years old. But his but, body is sick. Listen, you could be. Look at you. You're you're 53 years old. You're the same age. Yeah, I'm not uh, as I, look, good as Tyson, but, but, uh, but we're yeah, in good shape. You know, I was in damn good shape, uh, and I still am. You still are. And I was in my early 50s. Yeah. Uh, so you can be. You can. There's no excuse. He didn't smoke cigarettes. He stopped. And, right. He, well, well, he, yeah, but he, he was he, doing cocaine and drinking and no, all no, that I, stuff. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't a regular smoker. No, 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 no. Uh, he did start to smoke weed recently, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> moderation. But, yes, you can do it. 53 years old. He looked – he was he was whipped fast. No, he, he looks great. He looks and great. strong, yeah. He talked this weekend, too. Here he is, folks, the great one, Iron Mike, Mike Tyson. We got many guys. Listen, we got so many guys that want to do this, man. We're in callings. We're doing business with guys right now. You ain't going to believe what the names and the names come out. <sighs> Sometime this week, we're going to have the contract done. All right. So sometime this week, we're going to hear. By the way, he was talking to Lil Wayne. Weezy, yeah, he was. Weezy, Weezy. That's correct. Very good. He actually. I know. I got the clip. He Instagrammed his body. I actually saw this on Instagram. I didn't see the clip. He Instagrammed a picture of, a sh- of his shirtless self to Lil Wayne yep. and said, hey, man, look at me now. And uh, he and looks great. They also discussed uh, relations with China. I'm sure they did. <laughs> <laughs> Today is also a big day for Major League Baseball. The owners are set to make another proposal. We know, of course, uh, they're in an economic battle. The billionaire owners and the millionaire players, people are getting sick of it all over the place. You and I had the former Met and Yankee great Dwight Gooden on the show last week. So today, the owners will send another proposal to the players. And most people think in baseball that Friday's a cutoff date. If they don't come to some type of agreement in principle by Friday, there will be no baseball in 2020. And also, on a related sports note, the New Jersey Nets will open their uh, tra- a practice facility in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Right. They're actually the Brooklyn Nets now, but they moved about 10 years ago. Did I call New Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, will, well, they have a place in Sunset Park in Brooklyn. Yes. And they're going to practice today. No, they're back. The Rockets I mean, are already practicing. The Dallas Mavericks are already practicing. I mean, they're going to open up Disney World next month. Uh, it's just about a done deal and resume the NBA season. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, what's good for the NBA guys is good for us. Let's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a training, oh. it's essentially a gym. Yeah. Why, so why can we work out, right? Let's go, Cuomo. Why did Kevin Durant get the, the COVID-19 test first? The whole net exactly. team got that. Remember, Bill de Blasio was very Let's upset. go back to that. <laughs> Let's not. That's obese. There was golf on Saturday, too, which I, I couldn't help but watch. I loved it, actually. It was Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning taking on Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady about four hours on TNT, and I loved it. Driving rain in Boca Raton, Florida. They had guests on, like Alex Rodriguez from his home in Miami, Brooks Kepka. They had Eli Manning tweeting. Uh, and uh, it was uh, fun. Know, it was probably. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was sitting in my backyard. Getting uh, liquored up, but uh, well, yeah. I, I would have watched otherwise. It was good. It was good. It was fun. The guys were, were uh, you know, Charles Barkley was one of the announcers, and they broke Tom Brady's balls the whole time, more than anybody, because Brady happened to be the worst golfer on the course. Now, the worst golfer, he's much better than you and I, but uh, he's worse than Peyton Manning and certainly worse than Tiger and Phil. But on seven, on the seventh hole, 
Charles Barkley is really breaking his chops. I mean, really breaking his chops. Brady's 100 feet so, away. So where is Barkley? I mean, he's he, sitting that, there. The, the Brady can actually hear him? Yeah, but they had the eyepiece in their ears so they can hear him. He was there in, in South Florida, the golf course, Barkley. As, as the guys moved on, they talked while they were playing. Sounds, so it was kind of cool. I, kind of, I wish I had DVR. It was it. great. So Brady's 100 feet away on seven, and he's having a miserable afternoon. And Barkley says something to Brady, and Brady puts it in the hole from 100 feet I out. I saw that. It got a birdie. Did you see that? Yes. That was unbelievable. Here's Tom Brady after that miraculous shot. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh go in! Yeah. Oh, my goodness! Oh, you made it! <laughs> wow! Oh. Take a second, Are you <laughs> Wow. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Chuck, hey, man. Chuck, I got that's Chuck, all food. Shut your mouth, Chuck. Oh, shut your mouth. Take a little of that medicine. Get your butt out of here. Shut your mouth, shut Chuck. Your take mouth. your medicine. Put, put, put the pink underwear back on. Remember you had to wear it yes. in the Arizona uh, prison? Yes. Jail or whatever? That was great. Tom Brady. And uh, that was a fun afternoon at golf. So that was a, uh, was a pretty good sports weekend. And nice diversion. Yeah, it was great. And we got more stuff coming up. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. More stories, more opinions, and the great Bo Deedle. All coming up this hour. Keep it right here. Back here in the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everyone in the 77 WABC app. You know, there were uh, there were five murders over the Memorial Day weekend. Now, there were six last year. So, uh, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> you know, the, the pandemic, uh, whatever you want to blame it on. Well, that's, uh, that's, you know, when you consider the fact that millions of people are inside and there's only one less murder, that's not great. Like you would have thought it went from six to one or six to zero. Yeah. No one's outside, supposedly. Uh, uh, they, were, uh, they were spread out as well. Staten Island, Brooklyn, uh, oh. the BX. As a matter of fact, in the Bronx, uh, I hate to say it, it's where my, my sons live, Hector and Isaiah. <laughs> that's right. I, remember. I swear to God, a guy was killed on Ho Avenue. Oh, that's your place. That's where they live. Yes. With their, their baby mama. And I just spoke to them. Oh. Uh, it, it was a few blocks away. But, uh, yeah, a guy was killed on Hoe Avenue. It's a serious thing. Speaking of serious thing, uh, I don't know why we have CNN on here, uh, but we do. And they're, all they're doing is talking to these Alabama beachgoers, these rednecks uh, out on the beach <clears throat> who are defying social distancing and they're not wearing masks. Oh, by the way, not just on the beach. They just went inside what looks like a restaurant bar on the beach somewhere here in Alabama. It had to be at least... 200 people inside this restaurant, not one person, not one wearing a mask, and very few practicing social distancing. The tables were right next to each other. They were sitting at the bar. But I got to say, they weren't the only ones. I've seen this uh, all over the country. I've seen uh, the same thing, but they seem to be, they want to focus on the uh, rednecks, these, these, yeah. these, these knuckle-dragging, Trump-supporting, uh, deplorable rednecks. They won't social distance. They won't, uh, they won't follow the rules. They won't wear masks. The mask is the big thing. And you're right. They're, they're, they're very quick to show the white people in the middle of the country. But for the, uh, the uh, tons and tons of black people who are doing the same thing, not wearing masks, not hey, social hey, distancing, listen, they I, never show the black people. I, I, never. Ex- I actually saw it somewhere over the weekend. I mean, you know, there's similar things happened in uh, the state of Illinois and other places where they were having parties. People of all races. This cuts across all races. A lot of these young people think they're, uh, you know, they're invincible. And some of the old people say not only invincible, they're defiant. In fact, I also saw here in New York City the parks and uh, a lot of the parks, a lot of people, and they were all 
minorities, people of color. Yeah. They went to picnic in the parks. Yeah. They wouldn't allow them to uh, uh, a grill. They brought meat to grill. They wouldn't allow it. They had these, actually had these, these stormtroopers, uh, which they're turning our police into, uh, prevent them or the park people, whoever the hell they Not were. Not in my park. There were tons of uh, grilling yesterday in Riverside they Park. We're allowed. In my park, and I kept walking by, giving the thumbs up. Way to go, folks. Way to go. Live your you know life. In, no in, mess. In, in, in uh, you know, white bread, uh, Upper West Side, it's okay. But if you're mm-hmm. out in Queens and you work, uh, you know, you're an immigrant from, uh, a hardworking immigrant from El Salvador, not for you, according to Mayor de Blasio. You can't cook that chicken or that hamburger, or that hot dog. That's out. That's out. The, the, the rules say no. Meanwhile, they got a freezer full of uh, meat, and they can't put it on. It was really a... Uh, Really sad to watch on the newscast on the Bernie and Sid Show. Bo Deedle is up next. Little boys to call for you Tuesday morning, day after Memorial Day, back here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning. So it's going to be a gorgeous day, 61 right now. In fact, then you're running in Central Park. We'll hit about uh, 70 and sunny, maybe even 80 at some point this week. Summer on its way. Lots of folks. A little disappointed in the weather here this weekend. It was actually worse in South Florida. The port every single day. But folks got out to the beach and the parks. I know I did. And that brings us to our next guest. He's a legend, a hero, not just here in New York City, but uh, the Hamptons as well. Hero cop, tremendous actor, dear, dear friend, our great buddy, Bo Deedle on a Tuesday. Good morning, Bo. Big Bo. Good morning, guys. Um, on my way to New York City, to my office. Were you in the Hamptons this weekend or where were you? Yeah, I was out. I was out. out. And how was it out there? Was it crowded? People enjoying? No masks? No. Or, no. You know what? Enough something. Some people walking on the beach, but the weather wasn't great at all. If it was nicer weather, I'm sure you would have had more people. It was, it was kind of windy and cold. Yeah, it wasn't so nice. It was, but you want to know something? In reality, uh, Memorial Day is about remembering about all these people who gave their lives for our freedoms our freedoms that we have, our freedoms that if I want to walk in a park or if I want to go to the beach, that's freedom. And when uh, the socialists, this is now being used as a ploy. This whole epidemic is now being used as a ploy for socialism. We heard our governor say, it'll never be back to the way it used to be. We have an agenda. And you know what the agenda is? The agenda is to become a socialist country, to give all the money, all the money that you save. And you guys make good money there on the radio station. But you want to know something? You'll be paying 70% taxes. Absolutely. If we get get one of these knuckleheads uh, out of town, uh, uh, Biden, basement Biden, and his vice president, whoever they pick, the whole agenda is going to be turned towards socialism. This is the excuse. This influenza... This virus, this COVID-19, 18, 17, 16, whatever the hell it is, is now being used to take this country and turn it into another direction completely. And I'm going to tell you, that's exactly what they want to do. When you listen to Como say, we're going to turn, we're not going back. We're going to transform is the word he uses. Transform. We're going to never let a crisis go to waste. This is the new democratic liberal term and also now you can even hear my friend i'm really upset about como because i knew his dad very well and i'm very very upset with him talking about oh the virus came from italy oh it came from a lot of places where did it start where did it start it started exactly where they say it started to start spreading that thing around that we got the virus from italy you know and and, and you got to give credit where credit's due the president there shut down all those flights 
on what, January 25th, and everybody was yelling at him, you're a, a racist, you're this, you're that. He saved millions of lives. Stop the bullcrap. On top of that, when you go out there, when you think about what from the beginning of January, no one could have ever thought in the wildest imagination what this was going to turn out to be. And then he goes to play golf. He hasn't played golf in two months. He goes to go play golf. And right away, the liberal media, front pages on the liberal New York Daily News and the, and the Times and all that. Listen to me. He deserves a damn break. This guy works day and night. He's got the pressure of everything on his head. Everybody could call him a screwball, this and that. He tweets too damn much, but his heart is in helping this country. And the only one that can lead us out of this problem, because you got 40 million people on unemployment, what's going to happen when the unemployment runs out? We're going to have a real depression. What's going to happen when all these restaurants can't reopen? Depression. We're going to have a big, serious problem. And I want a person leading it, a person who's been through a lot of bankruptcies. Yes, he has. A person who's come back. I don't want some screwball who's living in the basement thinking his name is uh, Joe Schmo or Joe Biden. He doesn't even know his own name. He don't even know what he's running for. This is going to be the president of the United States. People better think about who they want to lead out of this because we're in the, in the best right now. This is going to get a lot more serious. Then you got you got a school chancellor. I don't know where he came from. Where he comes from, he should go back. Carranza. They asked him to try to cut his $34 billion budget with the Board of Education. It's another $17 billion of capital projects and all that. That's well over $50 billion. He can't cut it. You know why? He's got to spend 200000 for a yoga teacher. He has 200, up to 200 jobs paying $200,000 a year. Advisors to advisors to advisors. Damn you, you can't cut it. You take your knife and you cut that budget. If we got to cut budgets, you got to cut it across the board. Why should, why should this little jumping bean have any kind of relief? You it, tell me. It is, uh, he is a racist and a, he's exhibited malfeasance in running this uh, whole Department of Education. He wanted people to go to schools. Uh, at the very last minute, he was still fighting the closure of the schools, responsible for a lot of people early on getting sick. Because he didn't do the right thing. Sid Bernie, listen to me. I could never go to, to Brooklyn Tech, to all these great schools. You know why? Because I didn't study hard enough. You have great Chinese-American kids that study all day, and then they work all night in the family's restaurant. Whatever they do, they study, 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 and they get A pluses, A pluses. God bless them. That's what America's about. But all of a sudden, Carranza puts together this anti-bias thing. He's the one that was going against the Chinese-Americans. And the Chinese-Americans are as American as I am. And they should be supported. And now he has an anti-bias unit. And I love reading about it. It's like putting the KKK in charge of black education. This is exactly what <laughs> yeah, the no, you're right. doing now. Right. That was the real uh, racism against Asian people was what he was doing, what him and de Blasio were trying to do, which was, and they, they did it. They got away, got away with it because of the pandemic. Again, never let a crisis go to waste. They uh, want to know, eliminated the, uh, the, the, the tests for the special schools. And I want to say it out right now. Any American should understand one thing. Chinese Americans died in our wars. Chinese Americans fought in our wars. Chinese Americans are as American as everyone else. They're not the ones that brought this communist virus to America. So anybody who takes it upon Chinese-American is very wrong, and you should let them. There is, they have all the rights in this country as everyone else, and everyone should not 
be picking on Chinese Americans. Bo, can I point? Can I can I point this out? Can I point this out? There is another country. It's called Taiwan. That's free China. That's free China. They're Chinese. They hate the communist Chinese government. The communist Chinese government wants to take their country over and and incorporate it into communist China. The people in China are oppressed, just like the people in North Korea are oppressed by Kim Jong Un. It's the same thing. It has nothing to do with the people. It's the government. You have lovely Chinese American families that are out there that work hard, cause no trouble, no problem. They're American. That's what they are. And now all of a sudden, you're exactly right, because I've been to China. I walked around Beijing. The food sucked, the, the traffic, the smog, and, and, the, and even the gals don't even have butts over there. And everybody's walking around with a, with a frown on their face because they're being taken over yes. by this communist. Like robots. Communist. That's the, that's the factual thing. The communist red China is our enemy, the government, not the people, not the people. Nope. These people would love to be free. Yep. Now, remember that Chinese guy that was standing there in the square? Sure. And he went there and he fought for his rights and he stood in front of that tank. People forget real quickly, you've got great Chinese-American yep. people. We should not take anything against no. them. And Agreed. It pisses me off with people because you're Asian background. You're being cursed upon. Bull crap. Now, listen, Bull crap. The, the thing you said at the very top of this conversation is what stuck with me through this uh, last eight minutes, Bo, talking about the Chinese-Americans in China. And that is, you said you were on your way into the city from the Hamptons on the way into your office. Now, you're a guy that... Almost 70 years old. You've had some medical issues. You took this very, very... Take it easy. I know. That's almost 70. That's close. (laughs) But you've had some serious medical issues. You took this thing very seriously for a couple of months, certainly more than I did. And I understand why. But uh, now you're on your way into the city, going back to work. So is this a daily thing, a couple times a week? How how often are you back in New York City now? Well, I go at least once, try to make it twice a week. I've been doing it right through. I've been doing it right through. And I had some guys working for me saying, oh, my God. I can't risk this. I can't, I, you can't risk it. You, you're young. You're vibrant. I'm risking my life because of one reason. I have to be a person that shows other people, you know, you, you, you don't have to fear it as long as you take care of yourself. You protect yourself as much as you can, and you go. You get going with this. Get going with your life. This thing's going to be over, but what's happening with the economy is not going to be over. What I'm scared about is this economy. The poor people who have mortgages to pay, the poor people are not going to make ends meet. You know, and I'm out there, and I'm trying to get new business. You know what my new business is? And I'm, I'm letting everyone know, I got the security guards. What I want to do is offer to residential corporations, buildings, commercial buildings, where I have security guards, but we've trained them now. I bought the units there to take temperature readings on people going in. Is it the end all? No. It's just another layer of protection. If someone has a high fever or a fever, you could tell them, look, we, you can't enter the building. Maybe you'll save a person. Maybe a person has the virus and you can turn them away. This is the point. We've got to get on with life. We protect our lives, but we've got to get on with life. And I'm not afraid of this damn coronavirus. And you shouldn't be afraid. Protect yourself and kick it in the ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're man? saying it right, Bo. Son That's it. I mean, Bo listen, deal, it's time. The, 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 you uh, know what you got to do? Anybody out there needs, needs any kind of security stuff, investigations.com. That's investigations.com. You call up Bo, and I'll help you with anything. And let me tell you something. 
God bless you two guys. Going through this thing, you were great. You bring everybody back. That's why you're the most listening radio station, because you tell it like it is. Uh, we love you, Bo, too. Investigations.com. That's where you find our guy, Bo Deedle. Nobody better. Investigations.com. Have a good day at work. We love you, Bo. We'll talk again next Tuesday, buddy. Stay safe. Hey, both of you stay safe and your families, too. And the nursing homes, start letting the people visit. Protect yourself. Let people visit their mom and dad. Stop the bull crap. Hey, yeah, I love you. it, yes. You must have been listening earlier about my father. Well, <laughs> Keith Urban for you. Wrapping up the first half, hour number two of the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. Did some sports earlier. Talked about the, uh, the big golf event on Saturday, which got monster ratings. With uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods edging by one... A hole. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, Mike Tyson, he'll be back. And uh, now the baseball teams here in New York, the Mets and the Yankees. Now there's no baseball yet. The owners will once again present a proposal to the players today in an effort to get through this economic battle. And most people seem to think this is it. This week is it. If they don't come to some type of agreement in principle by Friday, there'll be no baseball. But uh, that didn't stop Governor Cuomo from allowing the Mets and the Yankees to open spring training here. I guess the Mets are in Queens, the Yanks are in the Bronx, I guess. Here he is. Uh, here's Governor Cuomo talking about, and the Jets and Giants too, training, practices, getting going here in New York. Sports that can come back without having people in the stadium, without having people in the arena, do it. Do it. Work out the economics if you can. We want you up. We want people to be able to watch sports to the extent people are still staying home. Uh, we are working and encouraging all sports teams to start their training camps as soon as possible, and we'll work with them to make sure that can happen. Because he loves the Buffalo Bills, of course. You know that. He loves the Bills. Yeah, the only uh, New York, real New York State uh, team, actually, the ones who play in the Well, in state. football, yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, the Brooklyn Nets today, starting today, going to their practice facility in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, a training facility, essentially, and, I mean, if, the, if, if, if athletes can do it, why can't they let small businesses uh, open their gyms? It doesn't make sense to me. You're 100% right. I mean, right. They, would, they would have to reduce capacity. But, I mean, that guy in New Jersey had reduced capacity to 20%, oh, for God's sake. You saw what they ended up doing to that guy? Yeah. He'll, he'll never open a gym again in his life. I know we, we were you know, urging people, go do it, be like him. And day by day, it got worse. More summons started harassing his, his clients, and they beat him over the head last week like you got to be nuts right he, now. To he's, open gonna, up. He's, he's actually going to be fine. He's, gonna, he's, gonna, no. he's, gonna, he's not only going to endure this, he will thrive in the long run, just like the uh, barbershop owner out in Michigan. They took his license away. They told him you'll never cut another person's right, hair again. They say Michigan, though. I can tell you the people in New Jersey and New York, that again, very anecdotal that I speak to their own businesses, they ain't doing it. They nope. saw what happened to this guy. They're like, no thanks. We no have, wait. We have, thank, thankfully, we have the uh, judicial system. Thankfully, that, that uh. knows what the Constitution says and what, it, what, it, what you can do and what you can't do as the governor of uh, a state. Well, you bring up uh, Michigan, and the governor of that state is in a ton of hot water this morning. She really is. This Christian Wetmer, don't, uh, don't do what I say. You know, just... I, I mean, all of them. That's all of it. No. It's the Cuomo's. It's, no, but, uh, she, but she did something. Her I husband. Know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know yeah, the story. Yeah, we'll get so, into it. Yeah, we got, and they got the governor of North Carolina's and Donald Trump's crosshairs. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show at everyone the 77 WABC app. <clears throat> hope everybody had a great, well, hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. At the very least, 
still very stressful, still restrictive. The weather stunk. It wasn't. It just wasn't the same. No. It wasn't the same. We didn't have the flyovers at uh, Jones Beach Memorial Day weekend that we normally have. It's usually just, just a fantastic, festive, wonderful weekend. It wasn't quite that. No, not even close. Did you actually watch like Saving Private Ryan or one of those movies to really put yourself in that Memorial Day mood? Platoon or Hamburger Hill or what's your favorite one? The guy, um, the, the war scenes suck, but the... Uh, you know, the boot camp oh, is oh, amazing. Oh, full, metal full Metal Jacket. Yes, yeah. yes. No, no, I did not watch any of those. Movies. Really? No. Hey, that's, that's terrible. Terrible out of you. Well, what do you want me to do? You're They're, supposed to watch one of those on Memorial Day. They, uh, I, Memorial Day, I don't watch anything. Oh, Memorial yeah. Day is a work day. I don't either. Just so you know, I don't watch anything. No. <laughs> I watched a special on Jeffrey Dahmer on the ID channel, 9 o'clock last night. That They have a 9 on 9. They're doing everybody from John Wayne Gacy to Ted Bundy to what happened to Brittany Murphy to the Tiger guy who's in jail, that guy Tiger Joe. And I was hooked on that. So I'm also guilty. I watched that. HGTV. I watched Jeopardy. I watched some old movies. There you go. I watched Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, all with my I wife. I gotta get to that. My I, wife, Carol. I, I actually, I'll recommend it too, Burn. I, you know, watched the Afterlife uh, over the weekend as well, and definitely get to watch. Everybody it. Everybody loves yeah, that. It's on Netflix. It really is fantastic. I'm it's, saving it, that. It's comedy and drama at the same time, but it's infused. Yeah, and remember Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. He doesn't pull any punches. He's not politically correct. He's great, and he's not in the show as well. He's uh, it's infused with his humor. Love that. And plus, you can just see what a very intelligent, good, smart director, writer, or whatever the hell he is. But I mean, it's his name. It's he's 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 the force behind it. So anyway, that's what I did. Plus. Uh, you know, today the Mid Hudson section of New York is opening, according to Andrew Cuomo. Uh, this idiot, he was on the uh, USS Intrepid yesterday, and he threw a wreath. I wish uh, somebody had uh, Leon Klinghoffered him off the side of the damn USS Intrepid right after he threw the wreath into the, into the water. That's a terrible now, he didn't apologize to any of the veterans who died in the nursing homes because of his act, because of his edict, his mandate of March 25th, which he left in place for uh, almost two months, for God's sakes. Uh, he didn't apologize for that. Actually, about a month and a half, I would say, before he realized it. And he tried to, tried to blame the president, which uh, that went down in flames. Otherwise, all of the fake news would have picked it up. Went down in flames because the president's uh, CDC guidelines called. It said that the nursing homes had to have a, a specific space to quarantine COVID-infected patients if they returned from the hospitals. Cuomo's mandate said, no, you take them come hella high water. You're taking them. Whatever we send you from the hospitals, you have to take no matter what your situation is. There was a big difference. There was a lot of daylight between the CDC guidelines, Trump's guidelines, and Cuomo. So he's, he, he's a liar, and he's a murderer, and he's very slick. He's, oh, this Bob McManus says, uh, he, he has this, uh, this column out in New York Post today, Abed, Governor Cuomo managed to kill grandma and the economy. Oh, and it's true. It's, 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 it's no, true. I, I know, know it's harsh. I he's got a nice... T- and, he, and he said, but, but he writes, uh, but he's good at it. He's good at it. I mean, he's very slick. Very good at it, yes. And, of course, uh, Staten Island is in New York City. Staten Island meets all the seven metrics, all the seven requirements, even the, uh, the uh, otherwise unattainable uh, social, <laughs> social distance... Uh, no, excuse me. No, the, the tracing the, the, the social contact tracers. The, right. You know, all that nonsense. They meet it all. Testing everything. You got it. Staten Island has it. And this idiot will not allow them to reopen. In fact, he says this. I understand the Staten Island mentality, and I've 
Uh, I love Staten Island, and I have a lot of friends there. Uh, you don't have any friends. People it's hate not you. a place unto itself for this purpose. If you uh, live on Staten Island, you very well may be working in Manhattan. Uh, you're traveling through the New York City yeah, but area. you can't go to work, you um, idiot. You're moron. I get that sometimes every borough would like to uh, secede and be its own place. That makes no but, sense. You're uh, stupid. You Staten jerk. Island just practically is still part of New yeah, York Yeah, we City. know that, you moron. It's, it's separated by a lot of water, and, and you can only get there by ferry and a very, very expensive bridge. Nobody's going to be migrating to Staten Island to buy toilet paper. It's not open anyway. Like my buddy Mike, for example, lives on Staten Island. He's a top bartender. He was at least at Del Frisco's. My buddy Robert Heller owns bus companies that bus kits to school, do those types of things. He's not open. My buddy Mark Benaro. I got tons of friends on Staten Island. Some of them do work in Manhattan and or Brooklyn, but nothing open. Exactly. So, I mean, what he said makes, so no, he, it makes so, no sense. Right. So, that, you, this, so if you live in Staten Island, oh, oh, let them open up, uh, you know, uh, Father Carpentano Boulevard, Victory Boulevard, whatever. Let them open it up. This is part of uh, socialism, communism, and totalitarianism is centralized control. This is the problem with it. Centralized We don't need him telling Staten Island what they can do. They, can, they know what to do. Let them decide what to do. Let the borough president decide. Who's the Let, borough ma- president? Make it at the lo- local level. Well, that's why Max Rose and Nicole Maliotakis and Joe Borelli, all these Staten but, Island people need to stand up to Governor Cuomo and say, no, we're, we're, we're opening up. This, this is, is a, our borough. This is a, 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 an earmark of a socialism slash communism, totalitarianism, centralized authority. And that's what he's, he's pulling on these people. They're ready to go. They're ready to open. Let them open. And by the way, if, if you frame the poll with the question, uh, do you favor perpetual lockdowns and, and another Great Depression with all the misery that that entails, or do you are in favor of a smart reopening with the virus risk that that entails, I bet you you'd have an overwhelming response that would say a reopening with the virus risk. I don't know about overwhelming in New York. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't agree with you. I think you may have the majority. Maybe it'll be close, but... Not overwhelmingly. These people here, they, they've been brainwashed, Burn. They really have. Now, no, but, Staten Island's different. That's, no, but, but that's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's if, you fa- if you frame the, the question the way I just framed it. Yeah, but, you'll have more people say yes, but you won't get overwhelming uh, support. You just won't. I don't know why. Believe me, I want to get out of here. But you would in the country. Maybe, in the country, may, yes. Maybe not in, uh, in your neighborhood. Right. Of up the Upper West Side where they scream at you for uh, we- well, not wearing a mask in public. Manhattan. I mean, it's all over. It's Chelsea. It's all over the place. It's Speaking Brooklyn. of which, but back to Staten Island. This was, this was uh, one lady did walk into a store in Staten Island, <laughs> and she wasn't wearing a mask. And listen, uh, as, as much as I'm against the whole mask thing, if you go into a store, I think you should wear a mask at, th- at this point. Anyway, this is, this is what happened. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Get out! Yeah, Wow! Did you ever go to a, like a family reunion and get that kind of reception? Every time. <laughs> <laughs> James Otto is the borough president on Staten Island. It's spelled O-D-D-O, not O-T-T-O. James Otto. So maybe this guy will uh, hop on. That's oh, funny. Is this what uh, Cuomo meant, by the way, the Staten Island mentality? Yes. Is, uh, they don't take no crap from anybody. <laughs> and, but they, they have to take it from this idiot, uh, uh, Cuomo, the murderer. Do they have to? You just told me they don't I, have I, to. I guess they do. I mean, I, I would defy him. I would just reopen, just like, uh, like right. a lot of other people go, are doing. Go open the, uh, the Victory Motor Inn. Where I used to go, 52 bucks, four-hour short stay plus the movies. Is the Staten Island Mall still a big deal? 
On Richmond? Is that, I don't even know. Which I, is, I, 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 you never went to Staten I, Island in your life, did no, you? No, I did. I had a girlfriend in, in the, at, at the bottom of Staten Island. I lived in Hastings-on-Hudson. Oh, okay. I met her with uh, with our good friend Mike Breen at a at Wolf Clyde Frazier's basketball camp. Oh, back in Connecticut, back in, what, in the late eighties. Is that the two of you guys had girls back then together? Right? Yeah, but this was yeah. before he met Ro. Ro, Ro right, right, his right, wife. But right. uh, so I met a girl there. She lived at the bottom of Staten Island. I had to go all the way down, I believe, Highland Boulevard. Yeah, you had to go through yeah. like separate towns almost to get to the bottom of Staten Island. And I lived in Hastings on Hudson. No, that's a schlep. Now, when you say the bottom, is so, that close to like New Jersey, like the Gothel's Bridge? And I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's the, only, the, like, kill? the, the I don't southern know. tip. Okay. And I, I, I did it once. And that was it. It, was, it wasn't worth it. I worth de- it. It was designated GU, geographically undesirable. Right. Didn't matter how hot she was. It did not matter. Yeah. There's I had no that way. once, a girl on, on uh, Long Island, actually, and I took the southern state. At about 4 o'clock in the morning, I was very high. She lived in Merrick, and that happened once. <laughs> and, and what's worse is you, you go, uh, you know, a Friday night or Saturday night. Oh, traffic? No, no, not traffic. Is, oh. uh, you know, you, you, back in the 80s, you're getting liquored up, you're drinking, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, and I want to get home, so I'm driving, you know, Fast. under the influence. Oh, drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, back yeah, in yeah. the 80s, though. Sure, was, back in the 80s. It, it was different. It, it, was, it was okay It was a then. little bit different. Right, it was okay back then. It was encouraged. <laughs> no, the sixties it was encouraged. Oh, okay, the sixties and maybe the early seventies. Right. By the time the eighties, it w- wasn't encouraged, but it wasn't really discouraged. Right. In fact, I used to drive a taxi all night long. I know. And uh, the majority of the time, I'd have a cold one between my legs. Hey, listen, I, you know, I actually did an event on Staten Island. Now that I think about it, last year with Jimmy and Corvea and Leslie Slender, our friend Rob, he owns the other uh, Kettle Black which is also in Bay Ridge in Brooklyn, a very, very popular sports bar. So I was actually on Staten Island last year. How about that? I'm a regular Staten Island guy. <laughs> Staten, well, we were there for, uh, I was there for Teddy Atlas's uh, big dinner. Oh, yeah, that's right. What do you mean? The Garden Come Inn on. Hotel at the Hilton every year. I spent the night there. Yes, I go every year. No, actually, actually I didn't spend the night. I spent the afternoon. Right, you went home that and night. And then when the, the, the function was over. The, you, you were smart. You were you, smart. You were Unlike me, me, my wife and kids. for four we, hours. Yeah, we sat in the Lincoln Tunnel for four hours. Poor Joe yeah. Abood was out there for four. But we're there every, every year. In fact, I did speak, uh, speak to Teddy Atlas on Saturday. And you're right, that is a big event on Staten Island. Not going to happen this year. But it will be uh, probably on Zoom, some type of virtual thing. And he said to me on the Instagram Live show on Saturday that you and I specifically specifically have been such a huge help. And we won the Jack Newfield Award two years ago, you and I. Yes. That he would hope no matter how they do it this year, because it's not going to be a live event anymore for now, that you and I will be involved. And I said, absolutely. However we can help you, Teddy. People of Staten Island, we love those people. Sid is definitely in on the Bernie and Sid show. We're coming right back. (laughs) You can never say never. 8.23, back here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show on your Tuesday morning. Bernie was talking about uh, that Ricky Gervais show, which everybody loves. I got to say, Bernie, you're right. Everybody loves it. But I do want to throw out uh, two that I saw this weekend. One, White Lines. <laughs> Unbelievable show. And yes, there's cocaine involved. And wow. a lot of sex and a lot of murder. And it's uh, Spanish. It's a very sexy show, too. Do they play the, uh, the, that music They don't in? play the song. No. Okay, they, I guess they couldn't. Uh, Grandmaster Flash, didn't I didn't want to pay for the rights. No, I guess not. But it is a great 10-episode miniseries on Netflix, and one movie, and, and this one i got to give credit to Stern. Um, uh, you know, I'm 
I'm inching back. I'm, don't be mad at me, Bernie. But uh, he That's did. Right. No, listen, I, I know you. I, I, you know me. I, I know. You, you, I mean, you're not can't help necessarily principal. No, not really. No, you know, I like. And that's okay. I like David Spade. I like Adam Sandler. So anyway. He, I like David Spade. Well, Spade. And I, I like Adam Sandler. Well, uh, Sandler's not they, in they, the movie. It's his company, Happy Madison Productions. But it's a Netflix movie. It's called The Wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy. And it stars David Spade who is hilarious, and his girlfriend, I forget her name, she was in uh, The Big Bang Theory, Laura Lapchuk or something, Lauren Lapchuk, she's great too. I am telling you, you will laugh your ass off for 92 minutes straight. What's the Wrong again? Missy. The Wrong Missy. On Netflix starring David Spade. It's a great, great, great fun. I mean, really good fun. That's what I want, some laughs. Just laugh. Just some com- laughs, yo. Complete nonsense. This girl is so outrageous and over the top, you're going to love her. It's predictable. You know what happens in these movies, but it's a lot of fun. So check that out. Also, like I mentioned earlier to Bernard and the rest of you, been doing these Instagram live shows from my living room. Right there, you can see my living room on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Did Teddy Atlas from his home on Staten Island on Saturday. Did Colin Coward's partner, Joy Taylor, from her house in Los Angeles yesterday. Tonight at 9 o'clock, Lisa Lampanelli. And Thursday night at 7 o'clock, Jim Brewer from the comfort of their own homes. Sid even has in his Upper West Side apartment... A portrait of Stacey Abrams in the background. <laughs> That's, that is now <laughs> mandatory. The Bernie's supermodel. right. Come that on. That is mandatory. Yeah, the supermodel. Yeah, stu- yeah, 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 yeah. Don't even get me started. Uh, but that's mandatory. If you live in the Upper yes. West Side, you must love Stacey Abrams. Oh, the next president of the United States. Oh, my God. God help us. Uh, we haven't hit the phones yet today, and uh, every single line is lit. Why is that? Because we're great. We're popular. People love us. So let's do this. Today after Memorial Day, let's honor uh, this listener. He is a Vietnam vet. I want to thank him for his service. Here is Bill, Red Bank, New Jersey, online two. Good morning, Billy. Hi, guys. Uh, two uh, items I'd just like to touch on quick. The short one is uh, where the hell, uh, how many of the guys from uh, that, that did all that partying during uh, Christmas break got sick? I've never heard about any of them getting sick. But primarily, I went to the, uh, the Vietnam Memorial yesterday, and it was closed. It's it was closed. Yeah, in in, uh, in DC. Uh, no, in uh, in New Jersey. Jersey, Jersey. Yeah, in Jersey, they closed, they closed it on, it? on Memorial Day Governor, outside. Governor Murphy, uh, what a piece oh, he's of an idiot. POS. Bill, we're sorry about that, but it thank was, you for your was, service. It, no, but the only point I'm trying to make, and I'll get off the phone, but it's an open place. Yeah. You know, it's not like you know, you, you, it's a big. Open place. Right, right, of course. It was up to me. I'm sorry, I get upset. No, that Billy, you're you right. You should be upset. I mean, I saw this uh, this uh, jerk, this uh, jackass from Jersey, Murphy, and his wife taking a walk in the park wearing their masks on si- Saturday. So, of course, I tweeted, right to Phil Murphy, take your mask off, idiot, you're outside. I did, right, right to Phil Murphy. <laughs> And uh, now he shuts down a, a memorial uh, a, a, for, for the Vietnam vets on Memorial Day? I mean, you can't go there on Memorial Day? No, he's, 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 uh, you know, he's got a nice smile and a, maybe an endearing uh, Nice smile. Aspect. He's got yellow teeth. Well, I mean, what, you know, he's sort of, he seems likable, but yeah. he was just talking about these, uh, I heard Deb in, in her newscast at 8 o'clock, these Point Pleasant protesters. They were complaining, my businesses are dying. My business is dying. Other businesses are dying. And he goes, well, I don't care. I'm not going to kill anybody. <laughs> so, like, that's what they want to do is kill people. <sighs> Again, the trade-off is between a Great Depression with these perpetual lockdowns or reopening and taking some risks. But yeah. Because a Great Depression will kill people, oh, you yeah. moron. Yeah. Here's uh, talking about exactly that, Bernard. Pat is in the Bronx, line four. Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, one quick point, Sid. Uh, two excellent Netflix shows. 
Faust about Israeli intelligence and Money Heist. Awesome. Both yeah, the, 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 I've seen the first one. I have not seen What's Money it Heist. The first one? I didn't even Faust. Faust. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's Faust. Israeli intelligence like the, uh, the Mossad. It's a very good show, yes, Pat. Thank you. Okay, anyway, anyway my point is uh, Governor Cuomo, how does he justify that he can open certain regions in New York and let people crisscross, like his sanctuary in, in Albany, but not here in Staten Island? What's the difference? Well, he, well he, what he will tell you is he has these seven criteria, and, and, which are, uh, they, they involve hospital beds, deaths, uh, intubations, uh, ICU beds. But they met it. His point is, if Staten Island well, met it like well, the rest of the state, yeah, why not well, open well, Staten, Staten Island? Because Staten Island's part of New York City has to meet it as a whole. The Mid-Hudson region met it as a whole. And the Mid-Hudson region is Ulster, Dutchess, Sullivan, Orange, Putnam, Rockland, and Westchester. Right. They met it as a whole. Long Island, Nassau, and Suffolk will meet it as a whole and will reopen tomorrow. This is what he'll tell you. So all five but, boroughs have to hit this at once or no borough will open. Bingo. Right. Which is, again, centralized government is stupid. Yeah, Let stupid. people govern at the local, the most local level. They know best. They're not idiots. They're smart people. They don't want to damage. They don't want to do long-term damage. They want to do the right thing. Put your trust in them. Instead, it's King Cuomo, right. El Duce. It is King Cuomo. This idiot who murdered uh, 5,400 old people with his stupid policy as though he knows what he's doing. He doesn't. No. Here's uh, Chris Bernard in Nanuet, line three. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, boys. Hey, you know, we, we're talking, and I hear you saying about calling for businesses to reopen. Or people should just rise up. But uh, you can't underestimate how vengeful a governor would be. Now that's why, by the way, I've gone backwards on that. I, I was yelling and screaming the loudest, maybe, reopen, F them, blah, blah, blah. But when I see what this poor bastard went through down in Jersey, and he may get the last laugh eventually, but they've really, if Phil Murphy made this guy's life so miserable, you could just imagine what King Cuomo will do to somebody in New York. So I'm not yelling as loud now to uh, go out there and, and do it. Unless you've got a lot of people doing it with you, they're going to hammer you, Chris. You're exactly right. And almost every business has to have a license. And not only that, he could send the tax, you know, the tax department after you, the IRS. state police. Yep. It'll never stop. It'll never stop. He'll continue to hound anybody who stands up for himself. No, you're right. He's, he's a spiteful, it's spiteful, a vengeful a bastard, as you point out. But let me just also point out that during the American Revolution, every single one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, every single one, they all faced hanging. They faced hanging. Now, a lot of people don't realize that. It wasn't just like some, you know, hey, let's take a shot at these British, uh, and if we lose, we lose. No, they all faced the rope, the end of the rope. <laughs> different times. They did. I know, it's a different But, time. I mean, it's, that's, that's, so if everybody, if everybody revolts, rebels, and reopens and says, screw you, uh, Il Duce, we have to do this because we're dying anyway. There are, there are people who are saying, I'd rather die of the coronavirus than lose my livelihood, than yeah. lose this hard-earned business that I've, Work so blood, sweat, and tears to 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 to, to, to open and succeed and continue. Uh, that's all I want to do. Yep. And by the way, it brings in. He's complaining about shortfalls in revenue. He's got to cut the cops. I got to cut essential service. Well, the only way you get it is by letting these businesses reopen and let commerce t t take place, and you'll get revenue. Right, one more quick call before we go to break. This one uh, sounds like it's going to really, really uh, make you angry. This is Teresa. Judice, Teresa in New Jersey, uh, online four. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. How are you, sweetie? I'm okay. Um, I have to say, number one, a little comic relief. My friends have said they're going to have an intervention with me for listening to you guys too much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, my, nice. my heart uh, 
and my prayers go out to all the veterans, especially the man who just called. I believe it was two calls uh, previous. Yes. Uh, I have an ancestor who enlisted in the Revolutionary War in 1776 at 16 years old on December 24th. And yesterday in my town in New Jersey. What town is this? We don't. I don't think I should say on the. No, you can. No one's going to come to your house. I promise. (laughs) Call these bastards out. Go ahead. (laughs) Come on, Terry. Lodi, New Jersey. Lodi, New Lodi, Jersey. There you go. Yeah, now, now, what happened By the way, exactly? it's Teresa uh, from Lodi. Yes. I had all the paperwork, the file, all the information on my ancestor, and I wanted to lay some flowers on the monument, and I was not allowed to do oh, it. Oh, come on. Jeez. Jeez. Teresa, we're sorry. We're very, very we're sorry. But you sound like a sweetheart. So you got Bill... Vietnam vet who went to the memorial in New Jersey and that was shut down. And Teresa looking to lay wreath for her family and they wouldn't allow her. Phil Murphy. Hey, folks, come on. Phil Murphy, huh? I know it's yeah. Lodi, New Jersey, and, 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 and it's a specific spot. Red in, Bank. In New York, they have a, a military cemetery, a Calvary, I believe it's called, uh, out in uh, Long Island. I know somebody, a friend of mine, uh, Frank Cosgrove, is buried there. Anyway. They wouldn't allow people to put uh, flowers on the gravestones this year as well. Oh, Governor Cuomo. Disgusting. May break my bones, but chains and whips excite me. You have all kinds of moms driving in their SUVs with, little, with their little daughters singing this song. Sex in the air, I don't care, I like the smell of it. Ay, 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 but chains and whips excite me. Who is this? Who sings this again? This is Rihanna. Rihanna, that's right. Come on, come on. All right, so uh, over the weekend, hell froze over. NBC actually did a report on Georgia. Can you believe this? Chuck Todd? No, NBC oh, News. Okay. N- NBC News did a report, and it wasn't uh, critical. It was actually positive uh, when, when you think about it. Take a listen. At Tony's Barber Studio, the chairs are booked, the clippers buzzing. When Tony reopened his doors a month ago, he had plenty of concerns. We were in dire straits, and we didn't know... You know, what else to do? Now? I feel good about it. Being able to go back and check with our clients, make sure two weeks later that they're doing good. Is it worth it to reopen financially? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's Duh. worth it. Um, for, for me and my barbers, we all have families to support. Last month, Georgia was one of the first states to reopen and with the most aggressive approach, allowing barbershops, restaurants, tattoo parlors, and more to welcome customers. I told the governor very simply that I disagree with his decision, but he has to do what he thinks is right. One month later, here's what Georgia looks like today. Looking at a three-day average, there is no steady trend up or down. So far, no major spike in cases, as some predicted. It's encouraging that we're not seeing... That's good enough. So that's the bottom line is no uptick in cases and commerce has resumed. The revenue is pouring into the state coffers. Livelihoods have been resuscitated, not completely killed, like what's happening in New York. Uh, Again, the uh, title of Bob McManus's op-ed is Andrew Cuomo managed to kill grandma and New York's economy with it, too. And it's true. It's true. It is a real disgrace. Also, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Where's he been? Yeah, that's a good question. I'll tell you where he's been. Staten Island? Witness protection? He's been on, he's been on CNBC, <laughs> oh. but he didn't say what they want to hear. He didn't say what the fake news want, wants to hear. 
So, but I'll play it for you here because you're not going to hear it anywhere else. He, he did say this on CNBC. Take a listen. We can't stay locked down for such a considerable period of time that you might do irreparable damage and have unintended consequences, including consequences for health. There you go. We can't stay locked out. The consequences for health of a permanent lockdown are tremendous, are, are, are exponentially worse than whatever consequences you're going to get from this coronavirus. Well, if he would have said that a month ago, he'd still be standing next to Donald Trump every afternoon at about 530. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, not only that, we wouldn't be in the straits we're in. Because right, he's he, part of the problem. He was, yeah, he was one of the advisors. I mean, look, the guy's been around for 40-something years. He's vaunted, respected, everything. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. So the president listens to him, even though he didn't listen to him on the China travel ban, thank God. He kind of listened to him for a while, and uh, now he's all over the place. He's like a freaking uh, pinball. He doesn't know what. One day you can take a cruise. One day you can't. One day the coronavirus is no big deal. The next day it's the worst thing in the world. One day you don't have to wear a mask. Then you must wear a mask. Another one. Exactly right. So a lot of the countries, uh, a lot of countries have reopened. Denmark has been open now for several weeks. And uh, everything's going fine, including schools. And schools are very important. Uh, Schools, look, parents need to send their kids to school so that they can go to work. And it, it, it just for the kids' own uh, learning, mental health, and all this stuff, it just it's ridiculous to keep the schools closed. Kids are not at risk. There's studies out there that show that kids don't even, even when they're infected, they don't transmit the disease. No. There are, there are studies yeah. out there. And if, if you have older teachers, let them stay home. If they have uh, morbidly obese teachers, let them stay home. Whatever. Figure it out. Get yourself a younger substitute. Figure it out. We've got to get back to normal. The truth is, the longer these kids stay home, and I am speaking from experience with my son, the more nervous they are to go back. I mean, Gabriel has said time and time again, he's not sure he wants to. Now, he has to go back. Eventually, he's going back to school. We're not going to all of a sudden uh, have him remote learn the rest of his life or get a tutor or that type of nonsense. But he is, the longer this thing goes on, the more and more nervous he is about going back. And I'm telling Listen, you, he's not alone. It's all, everything is anecdotal. He's not alone. I heard Brian Kilmeade on the radio the other day. His daughter's in the 11th grade. She says, Dad, nobody is learning anything, anything. It's a joke. This is just all anecdotal, but I believe it. There's no way. It's like herding cats trying to teach kids, uh, you know, any, anything complicated on Zoom, for well, God's sake. Well, listen, 11th grade is tough because now you're a junior. You're getting ready to go into your senior year. You've taken your SATs. Your schoolwork is basically done. So an 11th grade student is actually a bad example. My son's in the fifth grade. He's doing very, very well. He's on that computer eight hours a day, and he's learning. But he needs to go back and, and have and, that social interaction. And a lot of kids don't have the supervision that, that, uh, that forces them to sit in front of the computer. True a lot too. of kids don't have it. They don't have True. these two fam- nice, stable, two-family homes. They have a lot of uh, irresponsible parents out True. there, and they're suffering. They True. need schools. Uh, now, I just quickly want to move on to the president was on a tweet storm over the weekend, and he retweeted a bunch. Of, he, t- he tweeted, uh, uh, believe it or not, Joe Biden, not only did he resurface to go to uh, some veterans' memorial service, uh, with his wife, his dope. His wife was walking him around. He's wearing this black mask and his aviator glasses. He looked like a fool, and he tweets out criticism that the president was golfing. And the president tweeted back, "Look, if I waited three months, I waited three months. But if I waited three years, they would still do the usual hit pieces talking about the uh, media." And then he talked about uh, uh, President Obama, who used to, and this is true, he would fly to Hawaii just for golf outings. He and he. There was one year where he actually took the, the plane out. 
himself, and the family took the plane out after him because the girls had to stay in school. In other words, you talk about a carbon footprint all the way to Hawaii, for God's sakes, and nobody said boo. And then, well, he had the worst. Uh, you talk about optics when James Foley and my friend Stephen also both of them you're getting were ahead of me. Sid. You're getting ahead of me. Oh, okay, because you're, you're going ahead of me. Yeah, go, yes, go. Because go, the president, as I said earlier, the president he he tweeted this, and Barack was always playing golf, doing much of his traveling in a fume spewing 747 to play golf in Hawaii. Once even teeing off immediately after announcing the gruesome death of a great young man by ISIS, James Foley. And he was not only was he not only did he just do it before he just teed off. He was wearing a polo shirt, and he was visibly irked that he had to do it. Yeah, he was. He was pissed off. He was like, it, it, on, on the ninth hole, he's like, come on, what are you bothering me now for? Yeah, it's like the golf cart was in the background, and they dragged him off. you got to make a statement. And he, he comes off, and he's just annoyed, and he makes the statement, and, and, and they're, hammering, uh, uh, they're hammering President Trump. See, I didn't know that when he said he's getting ahead of me, that Trump actually talked about that. I'm glad he did, because you talk about optics. That was one of the worst things from a U.S. president I've ever seen. It was horrible. It was, but, but, then it, but the media gave him a pass. It was really callous. And so Biden has the nerve, after what he said, too, to this uh, idiot Charlemagne the God, play the, uh, the offending clip. Uh, the president also tweeted out about Stacey uh, Abrams. You know, uh, he retweeted stuff about her weight and uh, Hillary's a skank. He retweeted it. And as Jake Tapper said, retweeting is not an endorsement. So anybody who wants to criticize, criticize the president, remember, retweeting is not an endorsement, according to Jake Tapper. But this was Biden with uh, so-called, uh, this, his name is Larry McKelvey. He's a radio host on New York. He was a, uh, an, a, he's an accused rapist, just like Joe Biden, which they didn't bring up. We'll get to that later, but listen. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Polls can be illusions, though. Like, you know, we, we looked at all the polls in 2016, too, and look what happened. Totally different, man. 2016's totally different. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. This is where I come from. And you guys are wondering, what are we, what's he doing? Come on, man. You guys? Get a life. Get a life. I mean, how 1977 is that? Get a life. Come on, man. Just like a get off my lawn. But again, the, uh, the dude gets up, this guy, uh, uh, they call him, he calls himself Charlemagne the God. His name is Larry. <laughs> Larry. That's like you calling you Zeus the deity or me, Hercules the heroic or something like that. That's what we should go by. Yeah. Instead of Bernie and Sid, a Zeus the deity and Hercules the heroic. I like it. On WABC Radio. I like it. Larry. Larry, the accused rapist, talking to another accused rapist, and neither one of them brought it up. Of course, uh, Larry was doing the interview. He didn't bring it up because he knows. But nobody talks about that. No. Hashtag me too. They all get a pass because they're liberals. A pass. You know, this guy, uh, Charlemagne the King, makes uh, millions of dollars. I mean, he's a really big star. It's Charlemagne the God. The God, I'm sure. Char- Charlemagne the right. goddamn rapist. How about that? <laughs> if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. On your, on your radio. Always entertaining, you guys. On the 77 WABC app. And on all your devices. Play 77 WABC. You face the day. Your dream is over. Or has it just begun? Fourth and final hour. Bernie and Sid on your Tuesday morning. This is Queensrush. Silent lucidity. Wrapping up another great show here. Day after Memorial Day. Phones are open. Sorry about that, Bernard. 1-800-848-WABC. Just. 1-800-848-9222. Before we get back to the phones. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm dying. Um, we did mention Michigan and Gretchen Whitmer. 
you don't know who Gretchen Whitmer is, she's the governor of Michigan. She is as blue as they get, yelling and screaming at folks, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And um, this is the perfect example this weekend uh, of, um, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Because her husband got caught up in a bit of a controversy. Memorial Day weekend, Travis City, Traverse City, Michigan. What happened, Bernard? Well, of course, uh, this lady wants to be vice president of the United States, which is less likely now that uh, Joe Biden made a racist comment, essentially, by their standards. He made a racist comment, and it was very insulting to uh, any, any conservative black person. It was very, very insulting. So... It makes it a lot less likely that she'll be picked. Now he's he's on the hook a little bit, so he's going to have to pick uh, the other lady for the the loser governor candidate from Georgia. Anyway, the husband called she she Governor Whitmer had banned not only the use of uh, well buying certain things in hardware stores, but also you can't garden, you can't plant seeds, you can, a lot of stupid idiotic moves she made, and one of them was you can't visit. Your second home. The other was you can't use a motorboat. You can canoe, you can paddle, but you can't use a motorboat. No motorboating. By the way, this second home thing, this is like a, this is like a problem I've never had in my whole. I've never had a second home. Never even came close to owning a second home. This, oh, really? whole, this whole second. This is like really rich white people problems. Yeah, I mean, media, middle class. My dad was never rich, but he did well. He's probably middle class, and we had. We had third homes. We had a second home in upstate New York. We had a condo in Florida. Honestly, it's just even now it's it's almost inconceivable to me to have a second home. But whatever. And Joe Biden, meanwhile, he's talking about, hey, where I come from, he's been living in a in a gated mansion, uh, a million dollars uh, worth millions of dollars in in Delaware for fifty years. Where I come from, where you come from, what the, what the hell are you talking? About? Anyway, Cuomo, Stephanopoulos. Uh, all of these guys out in the Hamptons with their sure. second homes. Yeah. And they're telling everybody else, you got to stay home. Stay home and shut up. Any, whatever. That's, I'm getting off track. So, well, no, well, they didn't really say that. I mean, in defense of those guys, she actually was the one who specifically said, you cannot go to your second home, right or wrong. She, yeah, especially no, no, she Traverse did. City. No, she did. But with Cuomo, with him, for example, Fredo, he's telling people, you got to stay home. You got to stay. Meanwhile, he's out with the virus, uh, spreading it around, whatever. Oh, Chris, right, right. So her, his, her, her, her husband, Gretchen Whitmer's husband, called up the uh, marina at their second home, and he asked, uh, look, I want to get my boat in the water. And they said it's kind of late. In the, he, I want to get it in for Memorial Day weekend. Apparently, she lifted the uh, the mandate that you yeah. can't use a motorboat. Yeah. Now he wants to get it in the water three days before. And they say, "Look, sir, it's too you know you're too calling late. too late." And he goes, "I am the husband to the governor. Will this make a difference?" Right. Oh, <laughs> no, he Reese, didn't. He went Reese Witherspoon oh, on him. He did. Yes, he did. Do you know who I am? Wow. Yeah, I'm the governor's husband. It's not going to make a difference. No. Not really. Oh, not only are we not going to put your boat in the water, we're going to let everybody know that your wife, the governor, <laughs> yeah. tried to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they did. They put it on Facebook and stuff, but they were forced to take it down. It's not there right now. It's not there. No. It's but, too but, late, though. It's everywhere. Did, yeah, yeah. I mean, the news got out, but they, for some reason, I don't know why they took it down. <laughs> they shouldn't have. And they did not uh, accommodate his request to jump the line. So that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to jump the line. I mean, it's just typical. Typical of all these guys. Nah, they're, they're, do as I say, do as I do. Right. All of them. You know, um, Gabriel, I know I talk about Gabe a lot, but he, um, he's about to graduate into the sixth grade. 
So we found out a couple of days ago his moving up ceremony. That's what they call it, you know. He's, you know, we talked he spent about over hundred thousand You got a moving up it's ceremony. It's just too much. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but but he's brilliant and he's doing great. And for the most him. part, I'm happy with this school, and they do tend to his needs. So he's uh, his moving up ceremony. He's going to the sixth grade, which is the upper school. They actually change campuses, if you will. They actually, it's a couple blocks away, the upper school, from where he goes to school now. But June 11th is his, uh, his moving up ceremony. And it's sad. It's a little sad that my son now is going from, you know, uh, middle school, I guess, uh, what would you call that? I guess. Uh, uh, grammar school. Grammar school to middle school. Yeah. And they usually put on this really long and boring 90-minute ceremony. I got to sit through everybody's class. I'm only there for Gabe, to be honest. And I don't even act as if I care about your kid because I don't. But for my kid, it's great. And uh, now we can't even do it. And I've just, you know, all these things. Here's, I'm trying to figure out why. Part of your problem is uh, your, your last name begins with an R. So if they start the ceremonies alphabetically. No, it's the grades. So they go first grade. then First of all, kindergarten. Uh, and then first grade. So you're grade. really screwed. Screwed. I got to wait till like 16 grades. I don't care about 16 your 16 grades case. plus plus when they get to your grade, then you got to go wait wait till Correct. the R's. The diploma goes to the R, exactly. So it's a... It's long and it's brutal, but, you know, listen, you, you know, you and I, you can't get closer than you and I, you know what we went through when Gabe went to the pet yes. slip school. So, you, listen, it's, it's, you a, know. it's a net plus. Yes. You'll do whatever you have to do. Whatever I got to do, and I'm actually really sad that his moving up ceremony is going to be virtual. It's just, what they're doing to this country is just, it, it really is unfathomable. The, the 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 graduations, the weddings, the proms, this time of year, you know, they're just ruining everything. Honestly, everything. if if you uh, did have the the you know not luxury, but if you have if you were allowed to go to Arlington Cemetery, you might hear the sound of spinning in graves. You're right. These guys fought and died for our liberties. Very good. And these creeps, yep. these these rich mutts, getting paid all of them. Yep. Sitting there with their uh, dictatorial, socialist, uh, authoritarian attitudes, they yep. complacent, kick, kick back, and I'm cool or whatever. What is the what is the phrase uh, Andrew Cuomo uses? Uh, he uses a, a, a really obnoxious phrase about how smooth he is. Oh, I don't know. And anyway, whatever. So, so yes. So these guys that you know, fought I, and died for your liberty. My uncle Norman is one of those guys. Norm Coleman, my cousin former mayor of St. Paul, senator from the great state of Minnesota. You know Norm very well. Yes. His father, Norman Coleman Sr., stormed the beaches in Normandy and uh, is buried in Arlington. I went to his funeral, God, it's got to be uh, eight, nine years ago. Wow. So, yeah, th- those types of folks that uh, put their lives on the line, and many died doing that, would absolutely be rolling over in their graves today. Uh, Telly is on Staten Island talking about kids and schools, line four. Good morning, Telly. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you, too. Bro. Uh, I'm, I'm a retired New York City detective. Uh, first off, before I go into my whole thing, I just, uh, 22 years ago today, a, uh, great, great police officer, Anthony Massimello, was killed in the oh. line of duty. I just want to, uh, Sorry. You know, honor his memory. Sure. Um, but aside from that, uh, so I'm in Staten Island. We all know Staten Island is a, a big Republican borough, and, uh, a heavy concentration of most of the Republicans are out in the South Shore of Staten Island. Well, ironically enough, this, uh, this mayor of ours, DeBozo, has designated Tottenville High School, which is the largest high school on Staten Island, a test center. And in his great wisdom, not only has he made it a test center for COVID, he didn't put tents outside where it'd be safe. No, he decides, let's make it a test center inside the cafeteria. So tell me, how are we supposed to make this place safe come September? 
They're not opening up. They're full of baloney. No, that's a lot of garbage. Uh, Staten Island really being victimized, meeting all seven criteria. But I didn't realize that about the testing. Uh, having a, a testing for infectious people in a Tiger. high school. It was a great school. And, and Right, so those kids got to go back, and it's going to be kind of like the hotels who are housing the homeless and the, uh, you know, the criminals. Yeah. How are they going to reopen at some point? How? Speaking of which, uh, in Brooklyn and Crown Heights, a doctor from Texas in her 20s was robbed of uh, $11,000 in personal valuables. Uh, she was <laughs> She's here to do a good thing. And this it, is like a string of stuff like that. We heard about the, uh, the nurse, the attempted rape of her in, quote-unquote, Hamilton Heights. Don't call it Harlem for some reason. And Yeah, so it happens. Uh, it's been happening on, on a regular basis. And yeah. there's a lots, lot of stuff going on that you're not even hearing oh, about. Oh, I'm sure. And you talked about Harlem. Here's our good friend Bernard with us since day one, the lovely Lori in Harlem, online too. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning, Bernie and Sid. I want to let you know off the bat, I just recruited in the last month two new listeners to the show, and they love it, love it. Thank you. Know, you. Thank you. I, yeah. you know, I'm your biggest cheerleader here, one of them anyway. We know that. We know that. Yeah. You're great. Listen, I want to tell you the reason I call, uh, there is a three-night docudrama, and it is excellent, commemorating Memorial uh, Weekend, and that is on the History Channel. It's a docudrama on the life of Grant. It has great commentary by uh, former General David Petraeus. It's, uh, it's executive produced by Leonardo DiCaprio, and I oh. highly recommend it. It is excellent. It's about Grant's life, not so much the Civil War. You guys and you listeners need to watch it if you're not already. So I just wanted to let you know about that. All right, awesome. Well, thank you for that. You Lori, know, thank I, you, I, ju- I just Stay well. The, the guy who wrote, thank you very much, Lori. The guy who wrote uh, Hamilton, which was fantastic, only because really... His life was unbelievable. It was so, so fascinating. But anyway, I read that Ron Chernow, he also wrote a book about Grant. Yeah. And I almost slipped into a coma at least a dozen times trying to read it. Really? Because that's right up, I was going to say, that's right up Bernie's alley. I, it, was so, it was so boring. And, really? I mean, I already knew about Grant and the Civil War and his, uh, his partnership with Sherman and all that stuff. But it was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And he became president. And yeah. He eventually died of uh, throat cancer because he smoked too many cigars. Remember, you, you always see Grant with a cigar. Yes, he always. died. By, by the he died of throat cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> terrible yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it started in here. Hit it, black eyed pea brains. And the bass keeps running and run and running and run and running and run. I get the point. In this context, there's no Back here on the Bernie and Sid show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you like comic relief. I know that, Sydney. Yes, I do. I was telling you earlier the president was retweet. He was on a tweet storm over the weekend. You know how it gets. I mean, listen, you can't stay off your phone for three minutes, even while we're on the air. No, let's, I know. Let's face and, it. And I retweet a lot of President Trump stuff uh, almost every single day. But, yeah, I mean, so I'm, you can I'm imagine. addicted. I've got, a, I've got a, just so people know, I'll take a picture one of these days. I've got my phone and I've got my iPad, and I'm on both and as you, I'm carrying on a conversation so with So could Bernard. you imagine uh, President Trump? The, the Twitter world, Twitterverse, is all Trump all the time. It really is. Everything is, is I mean, I'd say 90% of stuff that gets tweeted has some relation to uh, 
Try, at least in our world, anyway. I don't know. Maybe uh... he's good at it too. He's funny. I mean, you know, a lot of his stuff is uh, is boastful, and some of it is serious. But, but a it, lot it, of his it, stuff is pretty funny, and, and it's meant to uh, you know take digs at people. And he, you know, he has plausible deniability. For example, when he retweets about uh, Stacey Abrams' uh, alleged morbid obesity, he can just point to Nancy Pelosi. When he tweets about Pelosi's dentures, retweets, I should say, which he did yesterday, or that Hillary's a skank, he retweeted it. He can say, hey, Jake Tapper said that a retweet is not an endorsement. He did say that. Yeah, uh, Jake Tapper, right there. Yeah, go ask Jake Tapper. So this morning he's tweeting this. He's back, <laughs> he's back on Joe Scarborough. This is what he writes. Four minutes ago, the opening of a cold case against psycho Joe Scarborough is not a Donald Trump original thought. This has been going on for years, long before I joined the chorus. In 2016, when Joe and his wacky future ex-wife, Mika, would endlessly interview me. And they did, by the way. And that's part of the reason why they've been so rabid in their opposition to Trump is because people blame them. They said, you were attached at the hip to the Trumps. You gave him all this attention. And this is what partially propelled him to the front of the Republican ticket. Right. Then Phil Grippen said, you can't be nice to him anymore. So they just followed the script but, and then they stabbed Donald Trump in the back. When, when it became uh, somewhat obvious that he or, or apparent that he was going to be the Republican nominee, they were like, oh, my God, what do we do? Yeah. And they took a lot of heat. So they've went they've gone the other way completely. So anyway, and his future ex-wife, Mika, I continue the tweet, would endlessly interview me. I would always be thinking about whether or not Joe could have done such a horrible thing. Maybe, maybe not. But I find Joe to be a total nut job, and I knew him well, far better than most. So many unanswered and obvious questions. But I won't bring them up now. Law enforcement eventually will, with a question mark. Yeah, he, he, you talk about trolling. I just uh, retweeted that because it is brilliant. Uh on my page. Now, listen, he's been on this now for a couple of weeks. I told you two weeks ago, he brought up, when are they going to reopen the case against Joe yes. Scarborough? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this has been it, about two weeks now it, where he's really it, been it, on this. It's obviously hit a sore spot. Yes. And so he ain't letting up. And they are vicious. They are the skunk and the skank, I call them. And, of course, uh, the skunk is Mika and the skank is Joe Scarborough, you idiots. You morons out there. <laughs> yeah, you, you fools. And uh, let me just say this. Joe Biden, he tweeted back at Biden about golfing. Biden did the thing with uh, this clown, this uh, accused rapist, Larry McKelvey. And he said to Larry, he says, Larry, you ain't black if you vote for Trump. And, of course, that was very insulting to a lot of people, including Larry. Larry didn't like it. And uh, so anyway, uh, just before that, just before he made that comment, his uh, handler, Joe Biden's handler, sort of got a sense that he was starting to lose it. And so I'm playing the clip just before he said about uh, you, you ain't black if you vote for Trump. Uh, listen to this. Well, you know, Thanks so the- much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at 6 o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. So it was right after that. I'm in trouble. So it was right after that that he, said, he made the remark, which I played early. I'm not going to do now. But... Uh, uh, no other than uh, our friend, our good friend, Chuck Todd. Listen, you talk about, uh, I don't know, bias. I mean, it couldn't be on, on more clearer display than Chuck Todd lamenting uh, what Joe Biden did and the coverage of it. By the way, CNN didn't cover it at all. Not at all. You talk about, remember, uh, what's his name? Uh, the black actor. Uh, he was in. Uh, Jesse Smollett? No, 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 no. Ving no. Rames. 
the, the, the handsome Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington said, "If you if you watch the if you don't watch the news, you're ill informed. If you do watch the news, you're misinformed." That's right, and that is true. They did not tell the people about what Joe Biden did with Larry here. Anyway, uh, this was uh, Chuck Todd on MSNBC. They did cover it, and this is what he he, he lamented. Uh, what happened? Listen, I'm struck about if Donald Trump makes the same type of gaffe, he blows through it, plows through it, pretends it never happened. You know, and Joe Biden, oh. uh, the expectation is he's got to deal with it. Oh. And he tried to deal with it. It's not fair. Really? It's not fair what happens to Joe Biden. Trump gets away with it. <laughs> wow. You hear that kind of whining? I mean, that's unbelievable. That's really that's our good friend Chuck Todd. Well, listen, I, I used to talk to Chuck. As you know, religiously, once a week, twice a week. I'm not exaggerating. For the better part of seven years. And he was on this show every Friday because of that relationship that I had with him down. I know you've known him for years, but because of that relationship, I haven't talked to Chuck in three months. Right. Well, uh, you're better off. Well, no, he's, 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 that's my choice because I'm very upset with, uh, you know, he's otherwise, uh, again, a very good friend, very loyal to me. I'll always appreciate that. I'll always love that about him. But I really can't stand what he and, and I'm not you when it comes to Trump. But what's fair is fair. Here I go again, virtue signaling. But I can't stand what he does. I can't stand. He's it. a little disturbed, like a lot of people. He's, like, a, he's, like he's, a lot more, of your, he's more than a little disturbed. Your neighbors up in the Upper West Side, they have this TDS. It's a real thing. Uh, let's go to Mike and Yonkers momentarily here. Good morning to you, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. You're the best. Thank hey, you. so earlier you guys reported, or should I say, ABC reported that lifeguards are going to start practicing. It's, it's gotten absurd. Social distancing when saving people. Did you hear that report? Well, how could you yes, do, I how did. Can you do so wait, well, you, 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 I, I can going to save somebody drowning. I can answer that because uh, they will do everything they can, social distance. They will put out the torp. Oh, stop it. They will put out the torp and stop. people can reach it. And they also have, once they get the person in, they have a special uh, device to separate oh, them. On. But as far as dragging them in, if push comes to shove and the danger gets really real, they will grab the person and do the traditional. Uh, yeah, I used to be a certified Red Cross certified lifeguard, so I can speak with authority. Steve is in Staten Island. Steve, we, we have 15 seconds. Steve, good morning. Yeah, I can go on and on about the you ain't uh, black. Uh, he's got to pick a black woman or by VP. I, got the, I solved the whole problem. RuPaul, that covers all bases, <laughs> and his the slogan could be RuPaul. Very Joe good, Steve. RuPaul, we got it all. Very good, Steve. Like he does. Like he covers it. a lot of bases. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, think about every group that covers right there. That's quite a package. <laughs> We're coming right back. Something deep inside of me. From the great movie about last night, you see the moonlight so you in the kitchen and Demi Moore's Beres. Rob Lowe walking up to her. Bob Seeger, living inside my heart. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Big event coming up that I do want to make mention of. You remember Lisa Marie from WFAN? Really pretty girl. Used to work with the Giants. and oh, I can't say that I do. You don't remember? Okay. I could lie and say, yeah, she was great. She I was just... there with us. She's really pretty. She, she did a lot of Giant stuff. Not a lot of midday stuff like with yeah. I miss or you and I. Well, let me go with this. Yeah, she was great. There you go. See? I loved her. That's a boy out of boys. Anyway, I guess she works with uh, New Jersey 12 now. So Hip New Jersey stays home to benefit the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund. News 12 
Telethon features a star-studded group of New Jersey musicians, athletes, personalities, and more. This is coming up on Sunday night, raising money for the, uh, for the COVID-19. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones will be a part of it. Giant wide receiver Golden Tate will be a part of it. Our good friend from The Sopranos, Vince Curatola. He'll be a part of it. Our Sweet. dear friend, Dolores Catania from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Nice. And Melissa nice. Gorgia, both of them. So Dolores and Melissa getting involved as well. All going down on Sunday night. We'll bring a couple of these folks on before the end of the week uh, in New Jersey. Big night coming up on Sunday night. So We've got to help out. Got to help them out. We, they love us in Jersey. They love us in Jersey, but they need help. They need a lot of help. They need a new governor. They need a new governor. <laughs> they, need, they, need, they need freedom. They Let's need start liberty. There. Right. Liberty and freedom, folks. Let's That's what we're all about. Exactly right. I'll grab some phone calls, and then we'll, uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Let's go to Dominic. It's a good question, Bernard. Dominic is in the Bronx on line two. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, guys. Love your show. Thank you. Great. Thanks. So my question is, I'm, I'm from the Bronx, but I got a store in Westchester. I, I own a tile store. And, uh, so what is it, a tile it's- store? Yeah, tile store, and this yeah. is usually summertime is our busy time, and now it's like, I was wondering, is it possible to get a group of business owners and sue New York City and New York State? I'm not one to do stuff like that, but they literally scared our customers to leave the house. They scared our customers to spend money. They scared our customers to even walk foot into our doors. I don't know what to do. I, I put my whole life into this store, and it's just wheedling away Day by day. And you can sue them. You, you can sue them. I don't know. No, you you know. know what Dominic, Dominic's talking about? A, a class action. You get together with a bunch of people. You hire mm-hmm. some quality lawyers. That's a lot of I don't, work. I, I've, been saying, lot of I, I've been saying to myself here, uh, no, I'm sure there, was, there are lawyers that would do it pro bono. I really believe there are. Uh, Dominic, uh, look, why don't you stay on the line? We'll put you on our Bernie and Sid Facebook and Twitter page. But that, Dominic is a perfect example. You can open up, uh, again, the, the, the governor's picking winners and losers. Why is Dominic's tile store up in the Bronx? I mean, he, he's not an idiot. He, he'll put on a mask. He'll make sure people come in one at a time. If, right. so, if the people want to buy tile, if they need tile, let them do it. Yeah. Why let this poor man's business collapse? I mean, the Bronx and the, and the city itself was on a downward trajectory before the pandemic. And now it's exponentially declining and may pass the point of no return. Agreed. If they keep this up with the businesses, it is a sickening shame. And, yes, I've been wondering for a long time. I've been imploring people like Kieran Lawler, Nicole Maliotakis. I don't even know if it's it's within their purview. I don't know. But but they are assembly people. And the Republicans, because the Democrats won't do it, somebody sue the governor. What he's doing is unconstitutional. He can, he can do what he does for a short amount of time. He has allowed that in the Constitution, from what I understand. But uh, I think that that expires after 28 days or 30 days or something like that. A long time ago. Yeah, a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Well, and which, by the way, we were told it would only last three or four weeks. We slowed the spread. Uh, we, we, we flattened the curve. And the hospitalization crisis never really materialized. It got bad. But nobody went without a ventilator. Nobody went without a hospital. They closed the Javits Center. They sent the boats home. Nobody used the uh, field hospitals no. in Stony Brook, Westbury, or Westchester County. Nobody. No, I know. And they even uh, Franklin Graham went home with his tent. And we're still closed. I know. Here's uh, Doug in uh, Boundbrook, I guess. Line four. Good morning, Doug. New Jersey. You guys are talking about New Jersey. Guys, listen to this. This is on the Internet. CDC numbers. You, uh, a kid under the age of 15 is 80 times more likely to die from the flu than the coronavirus. The actual numbers are 4.57 with the flu, 0.05 
with the corona. So my question to you, Sid, is this. Are you going to stop sending Gaby to school until they develop a vaccine for the flu? Yeah, I mean, give me a break. You're exactly right, hey, Doug. Listen. I know, and I've told, I've told Gabriel that. I've told my wife that. I've told my daughter that. We still don't have a vaccine for, for AIDS. Uh, we don't have vaccines for many uh, diseases that we've gone through over the last three or four decades. It, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do anymore. I mentioned that earlier, that, that schools are a, an essential part of reopening. Parents need kids to go to school so they can go to work. And kids, even if they get sick, they don't, they, they don't transmit the disease. Uh, they hardly transmit it compared to adults. They, they very rarely. Uh, and plus the numbers of their uh, fatality rates nah, is, is infinitesimally they, small. Right. They, gotta be, they have to have some really serious pre-existing condition. My son does have a respiratory issue, so we've been very nervous with Gabriel since day one. But, for example, we got tested last week. Danielle's came back negative and negative. I'm supposed to find out today what mine is. But I said yesterday, I said, well, wait a second. I'm on the subway every day. I said, don't forget, even before they shut everything down, like the month of February, people were getting queasy. It was starting to stay out of places. And I noticed even before the first week of March, subways were less crowded. I said, I went to the gym the very last Monday when de Blasio went. So did you, Bernie. I was in the gym that day. Only about seven people were there. I went every day to the gym. It was the last couple of weeks of February when people were getting nervous. I'm on the subway every day. I'm home with Gabriel every single afternoon and evening. And I touch his face and I hug him and I kiss him. So you're going to tell me my son hasn't been exposed to this? So the point, and, he, and he does have a respiratory issue. The point is that you have these blue state governors claiming, well, we're going to listen to the data and the science. Exact opposite. They're not. No. They're ignoring the data and the science. And plus the fact that the lockdown is going to kill a lot more people than the virus right. itself. No doubt. I uh, believe uh, this lady is active on my social media. I want to say she is. I know you're talking to her uh, right now. But I did encourage her to call in last week. And uh, she kind of LOL'd it. So maybe it's not her. I don't know. Mimi in Brooklyn Online 3. Put her on hold here, uh, Ariel. Mimi, uh, good morning. How are you? morning i just called the second i didn't even have no, to wait, wait, wait. No. are you the mimi that that uh yes because yes. <laughs> uh, last week it sounded like you weren't going to call in i'm glad you no, did it happens to be that like i'm busy with my kids all morning i didn't even listen to the show yet i catch up later on the app on the podcast but i just tuned in the second i catch the last 20 minutes sometimes my kids are already on their zooms right so i catch it and i figured you know what i'm going to call <laughs> well, that's great good, good to hear from you yeah so first of all your show is amazing we love you you're fantastic keep up the great work no one is like it takes a lot of bravery to come out every day and speak out against what's going on. Thank you. Um, and I wanted to say, this is coming from someone who unfortunately lost a great uncle recently to coronavirus. My niece lost her grandfather, who was strong and healthy, and we're all yelling, this place has to open up. Because this is a small appetizer of what socialism feels like. Bingo. We, this, is, this is literally people you don't like that you need permission to go pray. You don't like that you need permission to hang out with your friends outside. Wake up, because if we don't wake up and vote red and get these Republicans in and turn this state and city over, imagine if Joe Biden was president right now. Oh, my God. Oh, this terrible. country would look like Russia soon. Yeah, it, it really would. would. No, there's no doubt. It, it would be awful. It's the totalitarian, authoritarian, socialist. You're getting a taste of it right now. Yeah. Who, who they think, I mean, they, they have all this power. They work for us. They yeah. don't realize. They work for us. Oh, they say they don't realize, but they've got the power. And until us... Well, says something about it or does something about exactly. it. They're, they're enjoying the fruits of this. It, it's a, supposed to be the consent of the governed. We didn't give the consent for this uh, extended lockdown. These lockdown lunatics with this perpetual lockdown. 
is killing this city. The city is is on life support right now. Sad. And they might not Sad. be able to resuscitate as it is. And every day, every hour that goes by, you got people like the the tile store owner from the Bronx. He's pleading with you. He's pleading. I need help. They I can't care. last. They don't care. Uh, the PPP loans that we got in, in late March They're are going to run out at the end of June. They're gone already. Uh, but, but, but after three months, they pay their employees. They do all the right things. And then you still say you can't open up at the end of June if you're a gym. Well, and you paid your employees. Now, all of a sudden, that, that supposed grant turns into a loan. So right. you're on the hook. Yeah, you're on the hook. And by the way, that's the employees that want to come back. Because some of those guys are getting 600000 a week. And they don't even exactly. want to come back. And then they want to, and then it's they, such you, a disaster. you got the punk in a pantsuit. Pelosi wants to extend that and the rest yeah. of them. Well, McConnell from, says no. From July 31st to January uh, 31st. And we know. It's a disincentive to people wanting to go back to work. And we don't want to be callous no, no. and withhold money from people who need it. Who need it. But, right. you, but, but if you can work, you should work. Agreed. Well, that should have been the case from day one. Here's uh, Jerry in Stratford on line five. Good morning, Jerry. You know, every time I hear science and data, I think of John Lovitz. Yeah, science and data. <laughs> <laughs> the, the liar character on SNL. Very good call, Jerry. So anyway, uh, down South Jersey over the weekend saw massive crowds of cars at Home Depot and Walmart parking lots. And I got to thinking, maybe, maybe if the stores are willing to, they open up their facilities for church services early in the morning (laughs) before, before the, you know, before there's 500 people in there buying, you know, lawnmowers and wheat whackers and everything else, have 50 to 100 in to go to church. I love it. I I think they are actually, thank you, Jerry, but I guess they are actually now starting to open up churches. Well, Trump has uh, come out and he said, look, I will override governors because it's time. You got liquor stores open, you got weed stores open. Right, so he said that, and I've been asking this question on this show for weeks. Now, he gave the power to the governors. Uh, but we weren't sure, you and I, if he had the power yeah, well, in the first place. The, the question still is out there. But if he said, I'm going to override the governors, he must have the ultimate power. Well, I, I, I don't know if he does. He did I, say that. I heard him say that. I, I heard him say that. He will override the governors, I, yes. And I liked it. Uh, I like I like that he's encouraging them to do it right. because I mean what are you going to have you're going to have uh, you're going to have stormtroopers uh, raiding no. a, a synagogue I mean, for God's sake churches right no I, they should open the churches and synagogues I loved what Trump said but I was thinking all weekend about you Bernie and us can, can he actually do that and if you can open again these big box stores Home Depots grocery stores whatever. Small store, smaller store, small business, same thing. They'll do the same thing. Same thing, thing same thing. They'll, they'll take measures. They'll, 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 you'll line up. The, the gym, in, Attila's gym in Jersey was 20% capacity. Poor it had oh, Everything was, <laughs> was in place for uh, social distancing and masks and all that crap. And they still shut the guy down and oh, made his life miserable him and down. arrested him. Oh, they, made, they went further than that, Phil Murphy in New Jersey. And I think that a lot of folks, at least, again, that I speak to, I know very anecdotal, I love that word, in New Jersey and New York, they, they are scared off. They are scared off right now. one 800 abc Well, it's easy for you and I to say because we show up here and get our paycheck every week, every it's two true. weeks. So, it's true. But uh, it's scary out there, and it's scary out there because of the politicians. Come on. Yes, 9.57. We're about to get the hell out of here. Gorgeous day. I'll be back at the park. And I like to walk naked in the park. Not in a, not in, not a mask on. I'm completely naked. Completely naked. Completely. Well, you know what? You get a job at CNN if you do that. Remember that guy Richard Quest? Oh, I do. Oh, they found him in the park. He's walking around naked. He's oh. high on... Uh, some kind of speed. I forget what, whatever the, the cool speed of the day was about 10 years ago. He died an ugly death, burn. No, no, he's still alive. 
Oh, he's not the guy they he's hung Richard by. Quest. His... He's Richard Quest. He's the guy that talks oh, like this. He's Richard Quest. Who's the guy they hung by, like his testes in Central Park? Or... Well, he did that to himself. Oh, he did. Okay, so I got Richard it right. Richard Quest but he didn't did die. that okay. to himself. Okay, yeah. right. It was right. like uh, some crazy uh... sex thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I... like the lead singer of In Excess, who was he hung himself in a closet, but he actually died. Right. No, he was. This guy was parading around Central Park. In the nude with uh, some stuff attached to his uh, private parts. Yeah, that's right. And he was high on this, uh, I don't know, some, some sort of speed. Cat, uh, the, the cat stuff, I think. I think I missed with him that day, right? Is that right? <laughs> Shouldn't say that about Don. <laughs> <God bless> <laughs> <laughs> Either that or he was peeping down at him from his Central Park West apartment. You know, it's funny. I, I couldn't. Uh, Doing unspeakable things. I was telling you yesterday that uh, all those years, like Monday night, Memorial Day. <laughs> I know I'd be so going. miserable. But I know I, But I, I like him now more that he's dead. Like I, I almost, well, yeah, it kind of know, softens the uh, right? the harshness that uh, we experienced. I actually say nice things about Don every once in a while now. Well, you, I'll do radio you shows. I'll be like, I miss was great. You know, speaking ill of the dead is uh, it's 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 a, a may sound trite at this point, but it's a it's a true max. It's a, it, you know you shouldn't speak ill of the dead if well, how at all possible. That, that's only for a couple of months. He's, I mean, unless it's Hitler or somebody. Right. <laughs> Don wasn't that bad. Well, no, I mean, he had his moments, but he wasn't he was that closer. bad. <laughs> so your point is that usually after a three-day weekend or a vacation, you and I would have uh, oh. the butterflies. Not that we're... we're you know, not little, butterflies little, like excitement. We're, we're not little snowflakes. No, 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 no. It's just that, you know, Imus was a tough, tough hombre. It was tough. It was tough. He was everybody did. It was tough. And then he came in. If he was in a good mood, you kind of relaxed. You had to bit. see me and Bernie. Forget about WABC. You had to see me and Bernie at ten o'clock on a Friday morning in Astoria, Queens, circa two thousand five. It was like, oh, thank God, it's done. And then by yeah. four o'clock Sunday afternoon, you wanted to hang yourself. It was something <laughs> close to that. Yeah, well, uh, God bless him. Look, God bless. Yeah, God rest his you soul. You know, that's just that was part of his appeal. I of mean, absolutely. And everybody and has for him on the air. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're from. And, uh, but, you know, listen, you and I have fun, and we've even had fun through this uh, horrible uh, pandemic. When I say horrible pandemic, I, I don't even mean the pandemic necessarily. Well, we've lost 100,000 people, which is a horrible, horrible thing. It's everything in and around this pandemic that's made it even more horrible. All these yes. restrictions and well, lockdowns. And, 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 and mistakes. Mistakes, tons yeah. of mistakes. I mean, the lockdown may prove to be a bigger blunder than the Iraq war invasion. Wow. I mean, especially about that. Look, at, look at the number of deaths, 100,000. You had 5,000 uh, soldiers died in Iraq. You have 100,000 Americans are dead. Mm. And by the way, if not only was it, uh, forget that, the mistake part is the lockdown. That's going to, the results of that are going to occur later. It was the Chinese, the communist Chinese government that did this to us. Right. Don't forget that, folks. Don't forget that. Stop blaming President Trump. Anyway, we are done for today. Brian Kilmeade is coming up next. We hope you enjoyed the Tuesday edition. It's already hump day coming up. We'll be back tomorrow morning on a Wednesday at 6 a.m. From all of us here on the Bernie and Sid on the Morning Show to all of you, enjoy this beautiful Tuesday afternoon in New York City. Peace! Sit in the morning, streaming live on the 77 WABC app. Weekday morning, 6 to 10. Talk Radio 77 WABC.